Hello, it is Thursday, July 8th, 2021, years after zero. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes on this beautiful day. What a ridiculous line that was, but we got some good convos today. Ike Taylor stops by. He has a cigar line. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, 12-year NFL vet. He... Hey, he's ready to throw some hands, I think. A couple big announcements made. I think he also announced a Riddick Bow fight that's coming up. And then Jet Pass and, and us talked about what's coming up in the baseball world. And I potentially made a massive life decision. Today's show, I think, is an above-average one. Go ahead and let us know. Uh, tweet us at Pat McAfee Show, at Ty Schmidt, all the boys. And uh, hopefully you like it. And if you do, be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never, ever happened. Let's get to it. Big show today. Uh, Ike Taylor will be joining us in about 22 minutes. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl champion a couple times. A jet passing. Whoa. Fuel up the jet to talk to Jet about next week being baseball's important week because the home run derby's happening. Shohei Otani's going to be in there, and they're going to be living life. What's going on in baseball? We do not know. We'll ask, I assume, per usual. Everything going on around baseball, much more um, conversation worthy there it is. than yep. what's going on on the diamond. Right. 100%. I believe last week some insane shit popped off in the uh, baseball world, some allegations, some conversations, which led to a suspension of a pitcher who... Um, is the highest paid person in the history of baseball. So that probably maybe get talked about. But let's talk about the good that is baseball with Jet Passing. And that's a home run derby. And Shohei Otani potentially hitting 70 home runs this yeah. year. Whoa! Yeah. 70 home runs this year. 70? Jet Passing, okay. And at Ty Schmidt, at the beginning of the year, at Boston Connor was on my side. At the beginning of the year, Ty, we were sitting here saying, this guy's the best baseball player of all time. Ever. I have never seen anything like this. Have you? And you guys are, oh, Babe Ruth did this for a long time. I'm like, okay. So we got the next Babe Ruth playing right now. And we refuse to believe that he is going to be the greatest of all time. And everybody's like, oh, will he be able to last? He's not going to be able to last. He can't do it. He's also playing the best baseball he's ever played. He's He's been able to last. He's been able to continue to do it. Yep. He's hitting more home runs than anybody. He's still pitching, I think, like seven innings. He is a dominant baseball player. Best of all time. Ty, you ready to say? that yet yeah i mean i can admit when i'm wrong he is fucking unbelievable okay he really is. but, but to your point I, I just i really do hope that they take care of him and make sure he doesn't get hurt because he's proven that like hey if he can stay healthy he's uh he's one in a billion anyways the reason why you listen to the show at sirius xm channel 82 mad dog sports radio <laughs> and the reason why you watch the show youtube.com forward slash the pat McAfee show is because Whenever I dabble into other sports or we venture into things we might not necessarily be considered experts on. Sure. Normally 100% right. For mm-hmm. instance, what have we been telling you for weeks? Go Bolts. Go, Go Bolts. We get a house in Tampa. We move in. Penguins. All right. All right. Good season. Still, the, still greatest team of all time. <laughs> Good season. Greatest franchise of all time. Love the Penguins. But that Tampa Bay Lightning team, congratulations. Wow. Go Boats. You don't go back-to-back much anymore. It's not uh, easy to do uh-huh. it. The back-to-back conversations are, by the way, you go into conversation forever. 
That's why the Pittsburgh Penguins became the Pittsburgh Penguins in the 90s. They go back to back. They continue to move it in other sports. People go back to back to back. And it's only every once in a while that it happens. The New England Patriots yep. were able to do it. I mean, there's only a couple teams that have ever been able to stack it together, especially in a best of seven series playoff thing. And there's a stat about this Tampa Bay Lightning team that is very interesting. Just a couple years ago, they lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then since then, they have not trailed a series in the playoffs. They've won two Stanley Cups. In this particular one, I don't think they even, I think they had the lead in every single game except for, in every single period of every single game, except for the last game that they lost to Montreal up there. So they had the lead for like eight straight games in the playoffs. They were never behind. One of the most dominant performances by a hockey team. And let me tell you what, we have a house in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Of course. Okay, that's coming to an end. Very soon. No. Very, very soon. We will. We'll, we'll have a moment of silence for the Tampa Bay uh, FanDuel Beach House that has been okay. very, very good to us. I mean, it oh, has yeah. been amazing, and it has been awesome to kind of learn about Tampa Bay a little bit. Let me drive around Tampa Bay is impossible. Okay. Oh they, yeah. They, they, a lot of roundy. They, there's exits for exits. There's this. There's and it's Florida, so you got some lunatics driving yeah. around. I mean, it's not the easiest city to kind of navigate, but it's a beautiful city. Beautiful. Absolutely. It is a beautiful city. The bay is gorgeous in what. They have been able to accomplish in the last 283 days is a two Stanley Cup run plus a Super Bowl uh, in their own city, in their own stadium run. Might be the hottest city ever. This Tampa Bay Lightning squad mm -hmm. with Patty Maroon, who's won three straight Stanley Cups now, Jeez. they looked unbelievable this entire last night. They dominated that game. Mm -hmm. I, Nick told me that. You know, you lost the money on uh, England in regulation because it is soccer. It went to extra time. Right. Of and that's how it ended. Congrats to England, hey, by the way. Football's coming It's coming Football's coming The Euros are happening. Italy, England on Sunday. Is it going to Rome or is it going home? Ooh. Is it going to home or is it going um, I don't know. We'll find out on Sunday. The boys will be watching. But this Tampa Bay Lightning team, that city, okay, that app, the city loves the Lightning. Oh, yeah. And it might be because they are winning. Obviously, it's much easier to root for sure. a winner. But since we have gone down there for this SmackDown run, there are flags on cars uh -huh. there are flags on houses there are projections on the side of buildings yeah. there are sign-offs while walking in and out of stores go bolts go bolts <laughs> yeah. this is even but i would assume go bucks happens during football season and as soon it is a hockey town makes no sense to me i'm from pittsburgh hockey town and it's a most you know cities i've ever been to that are hockey towns are cold this is just the way it goes south florida the panthers i mean darius butler found out they existed i think just a couple years ago yeah, mm -hmm. he became a fan but that ain't, it ain't a go panthers right go pens is something that is said go bolts is in very much the lexicon of the people down in tampa they love that team nick i have to ask you is this team going to continue to win because last night it only won by one obviously mm. uh nick said don't worry about the english loss because they didn't win in 90 you lost a couple thousand uh tampa's about to go ahead and blow the fucking skates off of the montreal canadians tonight. down there in the in the storm down the amelie arena or whatever yeah. the hell it is Ooh. where lightning and thunder combine for great hockey and stanley cup championships whenever you said that nick i put everything i had left in the account oh, on it had no. to had to one nothing win 
One nothing. Come win. On. Dominant. Almost lost it there at the end. To be honest with you, almost gave it away. Uh, the Canadians got hot there towards the end. Obviously, when they pulled their goalie. But Tampa Lightning. This is the best team uh, that's been constructed in some time. Nick. This team look, looks beyond. They're overpaying the salary cap. They win the Stanley Cup. I like it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't care if you want to spend more money to win and you do win. I'm with it. That's why I watched the Yankees when I was a kid. They were willing to pay more money than everybody else. Oh, that's not. Uh, that's cheating. Well, they just want to win more than everybody. is there any rules against it? I guess there is. Hockey. I don't know how these guys got past it. They're unbelievable, though. That was fun to watch last. They're time. unbelievable. Salary cap in the NHL only counts during regular season. Uh, they had some injury situations where they had Kucherov, their best player, miss the whole season due to hip surgery. He comes back in the playoffs, so they're obviously Isn't paying much more than many other teams. Well, yeah, well. so they're exceeding the cap during the postseason, which doesn't matter because there is no cap. So they were actually one of the teams who voted to close this loophole the past couple of years. So you can't really criticize them oh. because they pointed it out. They said, hey, there's a loophole here, and if you guys don't want to close it, we're going to use it. Listen, wow. we'll rest the guy a whole season. Yeah, don't matter. Right, he's got a hip thing. He, he'll he come back. We'll rest. He could have came back maybe three-quarters of the way through the season. We said, nah, 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 listen. Nah. There's this loophole where we can actually get you back in the playoffs well-rested. You're our best player, and we can pay you your full salary somehow. How's that so sound? Don't it, you sound good? Sound pretty you want to nap on the bay for a couple more weeks? <laughs> sure. All right, go do your thing. Go go ahead and look, overlook that uh, Bayshore Avenue or whatever, Ooh, yeah. where it's just a line of $100 million homes, basically, right on there. Just go ahead and hang out for a couple more weeks. We're going to need you in playoffs. There's a loophole. We tried to tell the NHL. We tried to tell them they didn't fix it, so you'll be right in there. The team's already rolling. We'll pick this. Stamkos and the boys oh, are going to go and do this thing. I mean, what a game. Good for the Tampa Bay Lightning. It, it seemed like... Um, a lot of people were tweeting me that were Lightning fans while I was going on my uh, while Pittsburgh Penguin hockey season started, which was playoffs there early. Mm-hmm. And you know everything I was saying about the Pens. I st- I still stand behind at the time when I said it. Okay, sure. Okay, when it was coming out of my mouth, I did fully believe it. I had a lot of people in Tampa. We have a, a pretty good following in Tampa tweeting me when I was doing that. Like, shut up! You have no idea. You have no clue. That Tampa team is bigger, faster, tougher, more skilled than everybody else it looked like. That is literally what they look like against the Canadians. And I think in their last couple of series, I didn't watch it closely. How, how is that team able to be assembled? And are they forever? Is this going to happen? Are they just getting started? Is this thing going to be Is this going to be a dynasty here? Are the Detroit Red Wings potentially never, ever going to wow. be able to 100%. see anything good? Because Well, it's funny, funny you mentioned that, Pat, because Steve Eiserman uh, actually built this team, former Detroit Red Wing oh. great, built this team, but left before they were able to win any cups went back to Detroit. They win all the cups without Steve. Uh, all credit oh, goes to Jackson. He's the yeah. GM of this the is Red Mark Wings. Jackson. Uh-huh. This is uh, Tony Dungy down there in Tampa yep. when Gruden won in mm-hmm. and, and built the team, and they win immediately afterwards. This is, uh, I guess, here. Steve Eisman builds a winner, can't do it with him, though, has to get out of town and go back to Loserville. Yeah, so unfortunately, he does not get to collect any more rings. And if you look at uh, what they have coming up, uh, much like that house in Tampa, unfortunately, we may be saying goodbye to the uh, Stanley Cup champion run. No! It's going to be very tough to, Vegas. to keep all these guys together. No, I'm trying to get Marco and Jay Flurry out of Vegas, by the way. To That's Pittsburgh. fine. Hey, yeah. send send Matt to Pittsburgh if we can get fucking Stamkos. No, Stamkos to Boston. I've heard before. Congrats love hockey, by the yeah, way. Seriously. Hell of a season. I mean, I only got a chance to see the playoffs because you guys don't really market it well and put it on TV, you know, like mm-hmm. during the regular season, which mm-hmm. is a difficult part. And now that they're with Turner and with ESPN, hopefully we'll be able to see more games. But hell of a run by hockey. It was All a good right. 
The Islanders had that run, remember? They did, oh, yeah. yeah. Send a Coliseum out in beautiful fashion. Yeah. I mean, that was a beautiful run there for a while. The Bruins looked like they were going to be a squad yeah. in the East. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury was trying to score in the playoffs. I mean, there was a lot of great storylines. Pittsburgh Penguins might be dead. I, I mean, I'm not. Whoa. Uh, we'll see what they do. As as might be yeah. dead, you think? They might be dead. Really? Well, the more and more I've been reading about the team that I grew up being a fan of and have been a fan of my entire life from Hockey Town, the more and more I read about it, it seems like they are completely fucked. Yeah. Oh, my no. God. Well, they seem to be too old, too slow, and uh, don't have enough money to really get anybody that's younger, smarter, oh, faster. It's not a great recipe. And the goalie that we're paying a bunch of money, he fucking doesn't know how to play goalie. So mm. it feels like unless something can really turn in the Penguins organization, it's going to be a long road back. But now that I hear Tampa's dead, let's go. Penguins next year are going to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, there maybe. Maybe, maybe not, not. Let's not forget about the Seattle Kraken coming into the mix. They're going to grab a player Ooh. from every team. They're going to shake things up. What if they grab Stamkos? Oh, different dynamic. Oh, what if they grab Stamkos? They get Evgeny Malkin. Oh, math. Math. They grab math. They can't let that happen. <laughs> Dude, that's how they got math in Vegas. <laughs> no, that's how Vegas got good. I, I do like Math that. just got done winning the Stanley Cup with us. Yeah. He just got yeah, plucked right. and you're sent right. to Vegas. Yeah. Now he was benched for Matt Murray, who inevitably was shipped out of town for this fucking guy we put in this last time. But yeah, he was. The way those expansion teams work, I don't think it's just. Do teams have to put in players, or is it like hard knocks where you qualify to be a player for that? Like, Math was one of our guys, like all star. Just won a Stanley Cup, beloved by the city. Now Matt Murray came in and played for him in the playoffs that we won that Stanley Cup. He was not playing as much, but he was just picked up and thrown to Vegas and was become the stoner. I think the same thing. Well, like, the real kick in the gut sack was they actually traded Math before the expansion draft because they thought they might take Matt Murray instead because it was a younger, cheaper option. Uh, the way the expansion draft works is every team gets to protect a group of players, yeah, whether it be, I think it's like seven forwards, uh, four defensemen, and then one of the two goalies. And then everyone else on the roster is up for grabs. So the Boston Bruins goalie's gone. Tuga? That backup. Who's your backup? Oh, the backup. Uh, Swayman? Yeah, or are we think, talking about yeah, I think they have a great backup, don't they? The- Halak. He's a little bit older. It, 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 he's probably he's probably safe at this point. Swayman is the one that I we can't have Swayman go because I, right, I can they, play. Nobody's that listening guy. to you right now. <laughs> I can play the, Buck. the Seattle Kraken are not listening to you right hey, now. You are not trying good. to make a move good. here. Right. Don't listen to me. Stay away from Swayman. He's the future yeah. of the league. Yeah. Well, I don't think so, pal. I won't you know, I, I think, uh, I think Lord Stanley's coming home to Boston, Pittsburgh. But we have pasta. Lord Stanley's coming. Oh, He's coming. coming Donner. Uh, also, <laughs> the NBA. Down. Hey, there's some big numbers coming out of the NBA. Congrats, the NBA as well. Still doing it. It's been a pretty celebratory here first couple minutes on the show. I like that. Shout out to the NHL. Congrats on the Stanley Cup uh, win. And I believe. I believe they're all still up, and they are going to have a boat parade. I got a chance to talk oh. to a couple of Tampa Bay police officers down there after uh, the WWE show when they're out in the parking lot. I'm like, are you guys getting ready for the boat parade down there? And they're like, oh, yeah. And, and by the way, this one is, you know, the Buccaneers one was kind of thrown together last minute, they said. Mm-hmm. And they think this time, because the city, you know, go boats, go boats. Go boats. And they know that the boat parade's coming. The Tampa Bay Police Department said that they are expecting a little bit more juice. They, they, they think, even though that that Super Bowl boat parade was awesome, it looked amazing. It was like a team basically just floating that through a city, having the time of their life with no rules and people just clapping as they go through. It looked like a drink. 
almost got me to go kick balls again, actually, yeah. for a chance at a boat parade again because it changed the entire game there. This lightning one, they're thinking that the city is going to... I would assume so. I mean, and a tropical storm just got out of there. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we were supposed to fly and watch that game. There was a big storm in Florida. It got out of there. I guess it's up in North Carolina or Georgia now. I hope everybody's okay, by the way. So they're coming out of a storm out of COVID, back-to-back uh, Stanley Cups, and a heads-up on what the boat parade is and could be and expected. Look for that to be must-see television. Yeah. yeah is that tomorrow? Are we? Is that when we're also down there and possibly doing a show from a boat on the Tampa Bay Lightning boat parade? Are they doing that tomorrow? That's a great question. Yeah, because you Usually it's two days after, right? Or especially if they're home, they didn't have to travel. Are we in the boat parade? <laughs> I mean, I think it feels like it's tomorrow. We need a boat. Holy we need shit! A boat. We need a, I got a whaler. I go, yeah, get that guy on the phone right now. I got and get that Boston I got a captain. Does anybody have a boat license? I, I was handing the keys to a Boston whaler, and I did not have a license. I was very surprised by they. They literally tossed me the keys and said, "Go do what you got to do." I'm like, "Is there a way to?" Like a is there a way to? Yeah, you'll figure it. It's right, an easy operate this It's thing. an easy. Just bang, bang, go right. to the rabbit. Yeah. Parking that some bitch coming back was tough because we we're eating some chop from that tropical storm sure. too. So getting into the thing, I Foxy, you're a boater. You grew up on the lake or whatever, yeah. and especially with Lake Michigan, there's a lot of chop there. Parking right. that thing is not easy, huh? I don't fuck with oceans. I don't fuck with Lake Michigan because there's a lot of chop and that's scary. We have an inland lake, so I just drive a pontoon, nice and easy. Uh, from my understanding, Soft. though, I think a driver's license suffices for a boater license. It shouldn't, by the way, because I, I agree. I, I just it, looked up Florida law. It, 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 it should not. It should not. It should not, by the way. Yeah. when Because I, I was rolling. I told you guys about how the seaplanes were landing. There's just like this one. It, they actually explained to us what it was because it was right outside of like where our bungalow was looking. There was just like these incredible boats floating. We're like, not floating, but like. 80 miles an hour, mm-hmm. like seaplanes were landing in his, I'm like, is this a hot, like, is there a highway constructed like in the <laughs> water? Like, what is this? I've never seen this. And they told me that a glacier, okay, oh. cracked and formed this very deep, like basic uh, route or, or rut almost. So the water is calm there and it's deep. So it's just like, it kind of is its own thing. And we had to go across that on the whaler. So uh, I had to go across the geez. highway. Yeah, I was playing Frogger with this whaler. And I, you know, that whole mm-hmm. thing, a seaplane potentially. I mean, mm-hmm. there was there was a lot of that. And I, I thought at that point I was getting pretty confident. You know, once I crossed the whole thing and Sam was laughing a lot and then there was a lot of poking fun potentially because I'm not a boater. I'm not huh? about I, this is this is not normal for me to be boating so everything was good i felt like i was on top of the world then i had to go fucking park that thing <laughs> and it was on a dock that was uh, oh, like geez. jettied out into the water and it was wood and that thing is oh yeah you know so i'm coming in there and the storm is over the like it is coming so the waves are starting to get pretty bad and i'm out of that glacier rut so i'm in there and i was feeling pretty good and sam's laughing we got music playing i mean it's a pretty good nice. time but then that boat starts like lifting and you get off of the gas a little bit that boat goes straight back down because the gas has you sitting back mm-hmm. on that thing you have a sitting back i almost took us right into the resort i mean i almost crashed it three times i did a i i i tried to like figure it out what would be the smartest way and normally i feel like and this is something uh, I assume a lot of people have, but I have an ability, I think, quickly to resolve a problem. Like, I feel like I have a resolving problems. Like, in most things, I, this particular one, I couldn't figure out. I'm like, I don't know what the, the reference is. Oh, no. I have no idea <laughs> yeah. what the yeah. move is. So I want, I want full gas forward, let the thing kind of drift me in, and then stop reverse. Smart. And I thought the water would just drift me in. 
Water shot me past the dock. Had oh, to turn around. Ah. So now we got a little bit of a crowd. Okay, now the people at the resort oh. are kind of watching. I come back. <laughs> I did like an eight-point turn. They throw me a rope, basically. I Sam grabs it. We wrap it. We get in. We park it. We get off. There was like a, a little bit of a congratulations. Standing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There was a little bit of a, not a full standing. It was a little bit of more of a golf clap, like oh, way to yeah. go there. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think Sam... I, in, I don't think Sammy, I was fully panicked. And I am never in a moment of panic and much, but it water with my ear, my yeah, history, true. driving something I've never drove with potential wood just going right into my wife's head yeah. while trying storm to park this thing. Storm at your back. Planes coming in. I mean, I've never been Time there. to go. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, boys, I'm ready for this boat parade. Hell yes. yes. Okay. Come on. I am ready for this boat parade. I, I mean, the obvious choice here would be Foxy would drive the boat, right? Uh-huh. Grew up on a pond and on a country club. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy mm-hmm. is a boater, of course, through and through. A sailor. This son of a, this son of a son of a sailor here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This son of a bitch. We should potentially have him do it. But with how I'm feeling with the glacier, the highway, yeah. the parking, the storm, I feel like we put headset on me, and I think you're co-captain up there, maybe. Uh-huh. Connor, I'd like you at the front, like Leo and that Absolutely. lady in Titanic. Yeah. And I think we could potentially get some good cl- We should be trying to get in this boat parade. Let's yes. look into yeah. it. be incredible. Probably be Saturday, if we it's all Monday. had to guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Monday. What? Oh, great. Yeah, we won't be there. Good <laughs> run, man. That was a good little all 10 right. minutes, Let's though. Let's go away. Think, think Park the whaler. <laughs> Park the Whaler. Uh, I was going to get to a break, but because we got Ike Taylor coming on and my ear things just died. Oh, what? nice. And uh, we do not have any batteries in the area here, I do uh-oh. not think. Uh, we'll get to a break. We'll get to a break and we'll be back with Ike Taylor on the other side. Today's show is going to be a good one, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, this thing's frozen. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, speaking of lightning, I mean, that storm right before this entire show. No, nah, I'll, go. I'll go. Yeah, put it right there. there. Yeah, we had a. <laughs> so hurricane. as we were coming on the air, we did not know if we had internet. We did not have TV. The <laughs> TVs were down. Power was potentially out. A full, it was a microburst. Is that what they were calling those things in Pittsburgh instead of? Yeah, the microburst. Yeah, it felt like it was a microburst here. It wasn't like a tornado, but we had rain literally coming down sideways, dumping on our entire office, Nuts. and it stopped right before we got on air. So shout out to Mother Nature. Yeah, thank, thank, you, thank you, Mother. But I, I, if Monday has a storm down there, I, I don't know if that boat parade's going to be worth a fuck anyways. We'll no, get to why it. Why wouldn't they do it on a Friday or Saturday? Well, Monday, too, gives them a little extra weekend. You know? I it's guess, like, I yeah. Guess. Three-day weekend there. True. Yeah, the Monday. Because they're already celebrating right now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're celebrating now. They're celebrating through the weekend. And then Monday's like the cap off. Like, all right, mm-hmm. here we go. Let's put a seal on this thing. I think the Stanley Cup celebration is the best. Yeah. I mean, I still remember Ovechkin... Yeah. Drink out. Ovechkin in that pond, mm-hmm. just running all around Washington, D.C. Then he goes on to late night shows with it, drinking out of it. I've seen the Stanley Cup on the south side of Pittsburgh when the Penguins were the Penguins. And we're just talking about people, house and alcohol. That thing getting passed around yeah. an entire city, basically. We won't be able to be a part of it. We have some big news for. You, yeah. Your favorite men's healthcare brand, Roman, is now available at Walmart. Roman's Ooh. non-prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health. What? Aaron, you're about to get back in the game. By the way, yeah, let's yeah. go. Should send him some. We should. Or just send them to Walmart because it's available there. Roman and Walmart. And everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also... 
special. Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Hell yeah. Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men, healthcare, products, all clinically tested and make you best you possible. Us now is a two-time Super Bowl champion. Playing the NFL for 12 years. Got his start, I think, playing flag football or something like that on campus. Coach Sauce, hey, why don't you come play? He says, you got it. Ends up as a Pittsburgh Steeler, two-time Super Bowl champion. And now a man who has... His own cigar line, and I believe we have some getting shipped to the office, or Diggs has some getting shipped to him. It's been caught somewhere in transaction. Ladies and gentlemen, Ike Taylor. Yeah! What up, Ike? P-Mag. How you and the crew doing, though? Hey, we are great. How are you? Is this the house? We're never inside. Normally, we're outside the garage. Now we're inside. Is this the office? Where are we? So we're in North Kakalaki by my mama house, so I'm just chilling. And, of course, she made a special room for her favorite kid. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to put up. I mean, you've had great success. Is there any cigars in there? Do we have any uh, new cigars in there? Or what's going on? No, no, we, we, we don't have any cigars. Actually, I'll be in Vegas tomorrow. So anybody in Vegas, come to the cigar convention uh, in Vegas from the 9th to the 12th. Come check out these one-of-a-kind cigars. Hey, here we go. Yeah. What are they called? One of a... Kind. Kind. K-I-N-E. I like that. I like it. What is it? Is it a medium? Is it a what, what? So it's a medium. It's it's eighty percent. It's eighty percent Nicaraguan, twenty percent Lancaster PA, and it's wrapped in Sumatra, um, in Connecticut. Hundred percent smooth and delicious. Ooh, you know what I mean? One hundred percent. Oh, were you big? Are you a uh, aficionado of cigars? Is that like your? How did you fall into um, this? Um, I'm working on it. It's just every day, like. Since like 2009 in the off season, I just kept going to the cigar bar around my house like every day, just chilling, just chilling. And then my homeboy two years ago, he was like, bro, since you smoke cigars, why you just don't come out with your own cigars? And I'm like, man, what the hell I need to do? He was like, this is what you don't need to do because there's been a lot of athletes who have had cigars. Their cigars wind up being trash. So I'm a red wine drinker. So what I told him, P-Mac, I said, this is what I'm going to do with my cigars. I'd rather let my cigars sit and age and have good tobacco than push it out and then say my product is bad. He was like, there you go. So that's exactly what I did. Like every time I get a shipment of cigars, I let them sit and age between 60 and 90 days. Then I'll put it in the stores and whatever you want to call it or online. Softer. Right now I'm just treating my cigars like red wine. Well, I think it's a beautiful business plan. I can't wait to see how it works out. I'm not a big cigar smoker. I fancy uh, the ganja much more than everyone else. But we got a lot of cigar people. AJ, we're going to send a bunch to AJ to smoke. AJ Hawk loves those things. We want to support the hell out of you. We hope the world buys your Nicaraguan tobacco. And where at? Where's the other one? Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So the Amish are cooking up your tobacco over there? That's ain't uh, they they cook it. They cook it something good. If they can cook some of your stuff too. <laughs> 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 
Well, the Amish have, I mean, this is a whole other conversation. They are tax exempt. They are all cash. They, they don't have electricity. They live in the colonial times, but it is an insane racket, the business they got running. We're also the biggest show in the Amish community, so uh, great to have you. Love they're, you guys. They're McAfee. Tim Shout McAfee. out. Yeah, you too, I guess. Like, you do business with the Amish. <laughs> yeah. Tim McAfee did a lot of business with the Amish, so we appreciate them. Well, hey, Ike, it's great to have you back. What are you, you're on vacation in North Carolina? Are you going to that fight in Vegas this weekend? What do you got going on? Well, I ain't even know the fight was going to be in Vegas this weekend until somebody told me. So actually, I'm gonna go. Smart. Have to, to the fight. Yeah, I have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to. I'm because matter of fact, Poirier, he's he's from Lafayette, Louisiana, which I went to the college, Louisiana Lafayette. So I've hit him up a few times on Instagram. Me and him been going back and forth. So I definitely go support him since he's already fighting. Oh, he's gonna, gonna get gonna knocked out. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe don't come. Hey, listen, Dustin could beat the living dog shit out of me, and this is not. I am never gonna be that person that does that. But Conor McGregor, I watched an interview. He told his family to stay home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping, resting, sleeping, eating, fighting. Watch the fight with Dustin back a couple of times. I don't know if you should go. If you're going to be in Dustin's corner, I don't know if you – that. hey, it looks like – hey, he said in a body bag, Dustin's leaving. You might be with a dead body oh, if you go no. on Dustin's family. I don't know if you should do that, Ike. I got hands, so I ain't worrying about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the hands that you have. Uh, you're legendary Pittsburgh Steeler, obviously. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in quite a while. There's retirements. There's a lot of players that are not there anymore. Ben's back, new offensive coordinator. Uh, obviously, Harris coming in out of Alabama is a big get. Juju signs back for a year. How do you feel about the team? There's a lot of people. Now, Steelers fans always believe the Steelers are going to be good because the Steelers are always good. And Mike Tomlin has an incredible record and reputation of always winning and getting to the playoffs. Next year, though, with the way the AFC North is, are you worried about the Steelers at all? How do you feel? What do you think about the season next year? No, nah, I ain't worried. It's just it's 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 gonna be between it's gonna be a three way run yeah. when it comes down to that 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 top one, and it's gonna be between the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, how I look at it, I think the Cleveland Browns can give the Pittsburgh Steelers much more than a run than the Baltimore Ravens. So that's gonna be my whole thing. But the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns snuck in last year for the playoffs, so you had three teams from one division, the AFC North, to make it to the playoffs. So the only thing I'm I'm thinking with Pittsburgh is they got to use that run. They got to use that young man. They just drafted Najee from Alabama a lot more often, probably more than none. You know what I'm saying? And the only way they can get back to that is by going back to that old Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, ground and pound and playing good defense, not relying on Big Ben so much. Will Big Ben be okay with that? Everybody says that it was Big Ben that was checking to the pass, and he wants to be in shotgun, obviously. doesn't like to be under center. James Conner, there was some stat that whenever you know Ben was under center and he got a chance to go in the eye and run downhill, he was much better than coming out of a split backfield or whatever. Do you think Ben will be okay with that? Hey, Ben came out and said, Listen, no more, you know, off the field shenanigans. No, okay? no, no more off field shenanigans. Also, I will take a massive pay cut, he said, to come. I actually pitched to do that. You think he's just down for whatever if it's handing the ball? 30. Yeah, I did the same reaction, by the way, whenever he said that. <laughs> do, you think, uh, do you think he's okay handing the ball, what, 25, 30 times, you think, a game? How many times do you think they're going to have to do that? Because I think that's what they're going to have to do. And is that offensive line ready for that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. If seven trying to get number seven for the Pittsburgh organization, that's what he's going to have to do. 
if he just wanna if he just wanna get his stats up, he can just go back and say that shotgun if he want to. He's already in the Hall of Fame, in my mind, my personal opinion. Now, when you do have a offensive line who is young, the best thing you can do for the offensive line is let the offensive lineman put their body weight on others, and that's the running game. <laughs> when you ask offensive linemen to do something they usually don't do, and that's to set back and get into this passing attack, that ain't cool. So it ain't nothing but a rhythm. It's a rhythm for the offense, for the offensive line, for Big Ben, for Najee, and for that play-action pass. And then, by the way, the more time you eat, it's better for the defense as well. I mean, it's the run get, the run in the defense, that was football for like 30, 40 years. Do you think that is enough to get seven for Pittsburgh when you got, hey, Patrick Mahomes, all right, Patrick Mahomes got a guy who just ran against another guy who's very fast, Aaron Jones, at a mm-hmm. camp, and he beat him by 15 yards in a 40-yard dash. He's got Travis Kelsey out there. I mean, the right. Kansas City Chiefs have just an impeccable lineup of Ferraris on the offensive side of the ball. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, same exact thing. Los Angeles Rams, a lot of weapons with uh, Matthew Stafford back there. I don't know if do – you, and this is going to be a deeper question. Is the run the ball – Stop the it run. It changed. It's not, I think it has, though. I, Listen, I, I think it, it has. It, 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 changed, it changed for the regular season. So the recipe, the recipe for the Tennessee Titans on what they do, you want, that, you want their recipe for the playoffs, not throughout the whole season during the regular season. If you watch Patrick Mahomes and what they did in the playoffs and when they won Super Bowls, when they won a Super Bowl, man, it was running the ball. When you watch Tom Brady and what he did when he won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay last year in the playoffs, he ran the ball. So when you watch these teams who have they they do real good during the regular season when it comes down to passing. But by the end of the day, man, when it comes down to playoffs, you gotta run the ball and play good defense. And that's the only way you're gonna win the championship. Hey, run game travels. That's what they say. Run run game travel. The running game, <laughs> the running game ain't got no limit on it. This ain't no engine. The run, the running game ain't got no engine, man. It travels everywhere. It doesn't need a passport. When you want to run the ball, there's no need for a passport. If you can you block them, hey, that's like Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. Now Najee might be something that we have never. All reports are that. He's going to be the guy. I mean, yeah. he he's going to be a guy. He can catch. He can run. He moves. He's powerful. I mean, but Derrick Henry also has a great offensive line there in Tennessee, and they were not. They still have yet to be able to. They you know I I just think you have to be able to put up a lot of points. But you're right. When those games matter, it seems like the run game does become much more prevalent. We're joined by Ike Taylor. Uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, in his house in North Carolina, his mama's house that is has a room that is dedicated to her baby, who is now a cigar <laughs> entrepreneur. Mike Tannenbaum was on ESPN this morning, and I, I think they ha- he hasn't been on. I don't know. I, maybe he has been on. I haven't seen him in a bit. He was, he was wide open this morning on, on the AFC North. He said that he thought Baker Mayfield – too short, too slow to win a championship with. If Cleveland was to give him a long-term deal, they'd be binding themselves with mediocrity. That was his actual words. And we're seeing, you know, the Cleveland Browns play their absolute best football they've played in 25, 50, 60, 70 years at the end right. of the season. They beat the Steelers in the playoffs with Baker. They get OBJ back. What do you you said earlier that you think it's a three-horse race, obviously, in the AFC North. I don't know how everybody else views it. I see it the same way. If if the Bengals build an Door facility, maybe they have made some offseason moves, yeah. but with Baker Mayfield and the Browns, do you think Baker's their quarterback three years from now, four years from now? What, what are your thoughts? 
Hell yeah. Me too. Ho- hold on. Hey, I'm d- hey, I'm on this P Max show. Y'all be quiet. Hey, <laughs> hey, you guys can do whatever you want back there. That, if they're having a party, don't. Hey, I don't want to stop that. I don't want to stop the party over there at the Taylors. Nah. So, so Baker Baker had three offensive coordinators in four years. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens you is know one what, of them too. Yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So now he has, and we saw what he did last year. Now you give him a running game. He does have the best offensive line in my mind. He does have a lot of first-round draft picks on their defense. OBJ is coming back, and they're probably the deepest at the tight end position. And you got a court, you got a you got a coach who can actually coach now that you respect and that you like. You can just tell by how they playing as a team. Yeah, I, I like Baker Mayfield. What, what Mike is talking about, I don't know what juice he was drinking this morning, but he need to get off that juice. <laughs> Because he should, he should have been drinking my juice, yeah. which is beet juice, yeah. every morning. Yeah, sm- and it, it clears your mind up. It makes you tell the truth. Smoke a one of a kind, too. He also said Ben Roethlisberger is going to get replaced halfway through the season. He's going to get benched halfway through the season. I mean, he came out. I mean, it's almost like something happened. He's like, yo, I'm going to bury fucking everybody. Yeah. It was fantastic to watch, but I think a lot of he's going to have to answer for a lot of this around the football community. Go ahead, Ty. Like one of the last times you were on here, you were talking about your son waking up every morning and working out and kind of being committed to, you know, wanting to be great with the new name image likeness thing in the uh, NCAA. Have you thought about, you know, one of a kind, maybe sponsoring him? If you are, you're maybe going to move into like an agent role to, to find him what's going on, or uh, you just going to have him focus on the football. Man, I'm just I'm, right now. I'm just letting him focus on football. I take care of that. Um, I got a nephew, Bishop Thomas, who just signed with the Florida State. Some knows he plays D tackle. He's going. This is going to be his senior year. So we we all into that right now. And what Bishop likes to do is he likes to skateboard. So to see a six two, three hundred and one pound guy who can uh, who can do a backflip, front flip, skateboard, and is a certified lifeguard, it's pretty damn impressive. <laughs> if you if you know what I'm can saying, can he do a so, kickflip? Um, he can do yeah, a kickflip. This is, this is, yeah, Whoa. Tony Hawk give him so a free skateboard yeah. right now. <laughs> Tony Hawk seen him on the street. He said, "Do a kickflip." He give him a skateboard. He's six two, three hundred. You said D tackle. D tackle. Yeah. Doing backflips yeah. and kickflips. Man, this 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 dude. If you watch, if you if you look at my Instagram, he he's jumping a vertical, like with resistant bands. So they all on the platform on the Vertimax, and I know you know what the Vertimax is. Yeah. So on the Vertimax with the, with the strap lined up on the ankles, and they're jumping 35 inches with resistance. Where is he from? from What's where, where is? From New Orleans. From New Orleans. What man. the fuck are you guys drinking <laughs> down there? This can't. I mean, from New Orleans. How did he get into skateboarding? Is that just because that doesn't seem like something a D tackle would just automatically fall into? Is skateboarding the body um, alone? Actually, he's seen Uncle Ike do it, and everybody else do it. You a skater? So he, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, bro. I get in my zone and I and I, I get to skate. Like Tony Hawk and everything. Is that right? No, nah, nah, Tony Hawk be sixty, seventy feet up in there. I'm just going like one or two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're more freestyle. Yeah, you're yes, a street street correct. skater. Smart. Street skater. Yeah, that's smart. You're not getting. Have you been in the uh, the old pipe and everything like that? And don't want to. I play it on the game. I play the Tony Hawk. Oh, okay. <laughs> smart. So the answer is no. You have not dropped in. Respect. What do you have, Nick? Ike. Uh, for years, watched you shut down Chad on the field. Now he's stepping in the ring. Any chance we get to see you and Sweet Feet Johnson in the ring, you and Ocho? Man, it's it's crazy. Somebody just uh, I got hands one of these earlier. one yeah. of these promoters just asked me. He was like, "Bro, because Riddick Riddick Bobar to do something in Miami too, so he wants me to get on the undercard 
for Riddick Bowe, so I told him I'd think about it. But yeah, man, I definitely got hands. <laughs> definitely got hands. And this and this and this coming from him and he's coming from dudes in the gym like, bro, you really can fight. So why you just don't get on the undercard? And I'm like, well, I'm just not feeling it right now. But yo, when the football season started, and my son and them and they get into their routine. Um, if it's something I want to do, yeah, I get on that Riddick boat undercard. I think it's in October. It's in October. Did you just break news? Yeah. Riddick Bowe's fighting in Miami in October. I think yeah, just put it on yeah, Let's go. Hey, congrats, Miami, to the big time fight. Hopefully, that Taylor will be on the undercard. You've been boxing. Is that one of your? Uh, is that one of your trainings? Because I know there's some guys in the league that have been doing that for a long time. Yeah, the past six, the past six years, bro. Honestly, seven. Like this is this this is what I've really been doing. So this ain't no. Um, <laughs> This ain't no getting on the undercard and say this is something I want to do. Like, I actually be going into gyms and I be sparring people. So hey, this, that's what you don't know about people. Hey, you don't know that about people. These people that are signing up for these things, like, I think Jake Paul legitimately has been training every day for, like, three years for this. Yeah. And people are like, oh, he's doing this. I'm just going to go out there. He, there's a lot that is learned in those it's gyms. A there's a lot. You got to learn how to get punched. I think that's a pretty yeah. big part of it. You got to learn yeah. not to flinch in that whole thing. And if you've been doing it for seven years, I mean, obviously, you're way ahead of everybody else that you could potentially fall into a fight with here in October. I assume you beat the fuck out of somebody which would be good for the nfl but there's some people that are signing up for these fights and you have no clue what people are doing that they're not talking about by no. you accidentally get caught this is like when you used to have a friend in new karate and you go out and say hey i got a guy who knows karate yeah i'm okay we can be okay here then ufc started in karate by the way bottom of the fucking barrel when it came yeah. to all that you run into <laughs> one of these jujitsu motherfuckers at the bar you accidentally bump into them before you even get a bottle to your mouth they broke both of your arms yeah. you have no idea what you were getting into i like that you've been training for like seven years you're just gonna pop in there because i think that's you the way to do it the sport yeah i agree and that's 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 what i think people kind of disagree and that's anything just just what you're doing on your show like what you're doing on your show if you have somebody to do it, they couldn't last for 30 seconds you know what i'm saying so they ain't respecting what you're doing you know you've been doing this for a long True. time and you didn't put a lot into it thank you same thing with anything else like with boxing man jujitsu karate and even muay thai like i want to go to i want to do muay thai for at least two months just to see because it's like the total body combat sport. so that's just something i just want to get signing up? hey who's but gonna yeah, sign man, up to fight you the sport Who's going to sign up to fight you? Is it going to be like an influencer? Or are they talking about a, a a boxer like Ocho had? Or I have, I have, I have no idea, and really, I don't give up. I really don't care. Like how much you I weigh? Really don't. How care much you weigh? In front of me, I I don't care. What's your weight? I really, I'm like I'm one eighty one right now. What are the? These are the classes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, it's 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 classes. It's weight level. So they they they'll probably come up with a weight. Well, both of us got a hit. When it come down to it, but really, man, I just like me over everybody. So I, mean, I really <laughs> like. I, hey, me too. I fuck, I fuck a dude up, man. Hey. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. Hey, yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Woo. We'd like to get on your sh your trunks. We want to get the Pat McAfee show on the trunks. Uh, whenever you just start doing Easy. that type of business, Easy. we would like to do okay. that. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Ike, a uh, pretty big conversation on the internet these past couple days is this Ed Reed versus Troy Polamalu. I won't say, like, which one do you think because it's kind of obvious, but right. are those the two guys for, like, D-backs? Like, if people are growing up, those are the tape that they're watching, Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu? Safeties, right? Yeah. For the, it, there's two different styles. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at two different styles of safeties. You know, you, you, you got a guy who just sat back and picked everything off, who was very instinctive when it came down to being in that back free safety. Then you got a guy 
who was very instinctive around the line of scrimmage. You know, he made he made some plays when he needed to on the back end. I'm talking about Troy Polamalu, but you can't name a better safety that was that much instinctive around that line of scrimmage, you know? So it's, it's two different kind of styles, two different kind of safeties, you know, that I just so happen to witness both at the same time. Because Troy was talking to Jesus alongside you on the field, and yeah, then man. Ed was obviously in Baltimore at the same time. You were in the AFC North for a long time. That now, now in my, I might sound football illiterate here, but free safety, strong safety, right? Those two, right. Diff- those are two different positions. Is is yes. is it fair at all? You think for them to be asking if? Because it's kind of like a point guard, shooting guard almost yeah. being compared, right? In that, in this kind of right. like, uh, so the internet is not really having the proper debate. We don't think, right? So you 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 look at so look at a free safety as being uh, a bigger cornerback that likes to hit and can cover more ground. Look at a, a strong safety as being an extra linebacker in the box. Who can fly around. Troy was in the box. He was stuffing the run, jumping over people, dropping back into coverage whenever he damn well pleased. And on field goal blocks every once in a while, going to the short side of the field for no reason at all. Oh, you know something about that, huh? Defying all football (laughs) rules, okay? For the guy who's the greatest strong safety of all time, defying all football rules and going to the short side instead of the field side on a very short field goal. Of course. Interesting. Hey, you, you had a front row seat for that one, right? Yeah, real. It's a little bit too close. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. When you, when you saw Troy shift to the short side of the field, what was your thought? What the fuck? Man? Yeah. What is he doing? Because I grew up in Pittsburgh, right? So, like, I grew up in Pittsburgh. So, the Paul Amalu thing, he was, like, he was at the end of his career whenever this whole thing happened. So, I, I feel like I knew what this thing was and when that hair just kind of bounced. I mean, where the fuck is he going? You see where he's supposed to be. You literally see where he is supposed to be on the other side of the field right there. It is wide open where he is supposed to be. And then right before, just, uh... Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to go over here. Right the fuck over here. And then that little hair bounces over there. I mean, it was just a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. And you told me, probably had Jesus tell him it was going to happen. He answered, uh... Samuel Brown, I believe, on YouTube, and he said that when I jogged on the field, he said my aura seemed to be a little bit too much, and, mm-hmm. and the air was blowing a certain way, and he was like, uh, it seems like this guy's a little bit too excited. Let me go ruin his life. And that's what Troy did <laughs> for his entire career. Uh, but Ed Reed, also a monster on special teams. You're talking about two incredible. Do they get along? they know each other well, Ed and Troy? Oh, no. oh man, you're talking about a respect level. It ain't nothing but respect. There, there's, even though we hate it, Baltimore when we played them but you saw when you saw greatness you just respected it and you know Ari Ray Ray Lewis Terrell Suggs all them boys it just was a, a respect level like man sooner or later y'all boys gonna be in the Hall of Fame so that's all it was like we was raised to hate them when you're a Pittsburgh Steeler and still do but far from a player to a player there is nothing but respect. Yeah, when they retire, you can admit that they're incredible. There's a whole new generation, though, and I, I like that we kind of got to this right now because the offensive line masterminds is happening. Tight end, you just happened. Pass rusher uh, academy happens. I think there's quarterback summits that are happening. All these positions are just coming together, the best of the best. I like it because iron sharpens iron. But back in the day, I remember when – 
teams hated the other play. Like, I remember back whenever that was something, and it wasn't that long ago. It seems like it's entirely different now. Would you have liked the fact that there's a lot of camaraderie between teams uh, whenever you were back with the Steelers, or is that the team you think that Steelers teams are James and Clay? I mean, everybody that was, Ryan Clay that was on that team. Were you guys going to be friendly with anybody, you think, if that was how the times? It's just very different now. It's very, very different now. No, it, it, we, we didn't mind it, but it definitely was going to be a fight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it probably would have did us no justice because we probably would have fought every day. The guys we was drafting, the guys we had on the team, the resumes that we had off the field, all we wanted to do was fight because it, it, we wound up just fighting each other. Now, we wound up shaking hands after, <laughs> but we still got into the locker room, made a circle, and fought each other. So it, 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 we wouldn't have got nothing done. Teams would have came in from elsewhere. And it wouldn't have been no kind of practice, no time. <laughs> it's a very different era now. Everybody gets along. Uh, I like that you. I like. I like it though. You. You're right, P. Mag. I do. I, I like the new era where everybody get along. It's. It, it's for me, different. It's just, I feel like. I feel like you're trying to manipulate me on being something I'm really not. Like for this game of football, I really don't want to be your friend at all. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want you to hate me and your whole family to hate me on what I'm about to do to you. And that's why you're going to be great in October at that Riddick Bow fight. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, two-time Super Bowl champion, Colin from North Carolina, founder of one-of-a-kind cigars okay. that are medium and delicious. Check out with him in Cigar Convention in Vegas this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, Ike Taylor. Thank you. Yeah. We got big, big news. Yeah. The Hammer Down Boys are in studio in this Sunday at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Not standard time, daylight time, because okay. we are in the spring or the summer. Once we roll to fall and winter, it'll move to standard time. But at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time this Sunday, the championships of the Europe's are taking place. Woo! In the two teams that will be battling it out for supremacy over the continent of Europe to hopefully get a chance to play against the CONCACAFA champions, the United States of America. Hell yeah! It'll be the boot, Italy, taking on the motherland, Queen England, on Sunday. Gumpy, big win yesterday. Congratulations. It was a terrible game. It was a boring game. There wasn't a lot of opportunities. It was tough to watch. It did not end in regulation, but I'll tell you what. That laser pointer right in the eye of that goalie during that PK so Harry Kane could bat it off his chest, bounce back, and bury one to put the Brits up 2-1 against an exhausted Dane squad only to pass the ball around for how long? Three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes long without the Danes touching it to run out the clock and beautiful four-minute offense. Let's keep the ball. Let's run the ball, stay in bounds, get down. All right? Mm -hmm. That is what they were doing to kind of drain that... 190-minute game yesterday mm-hmm. that we sat through Ugh. every single minute, both live and on delay in the mm-hmm. studio as a watch-along. Gumpy, how are you feeling? You're one game away from an actual championship coming back to the team in country that you have paid taxes to your entire life up there in Canada. It might be coming home, Gump. This is it. This is how it has to end. It has to be Italy. Italy's had England's number forever and ever and ever. This is it. So you're saying when you saw that the Italian our super boost did hit by the way. Yeah, there we go. Actually uh 
two super boosts hit yesterday, even though those never hit, I, I've been told. What do you mean? I just hear all the time that super boosts never You're hit. You're in bed with FanDuel! Oh, yeah, two super boosts hit <laughs> two yesterday. Two yeah, Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Harry Kane scoring, Glory. which he did in extra Glory. time. They almost didn't. We bitched about it live, yeah. and they noticed. I think they didn't even see it, by the way. They were like, no, we got a glitch. They fixed it. Yeah, two super boosts hit on one particular Wednesday. Shout out to... Hammer Don getting it done. Let's go, boys. Now, Diggs. Yeah. You bet against Italy the first game of this tournament. Mm-hmm. We will not forget about it, by yeah. the way. We are not a show that's just going to act like that didn't happen just for the sake of ratings and numbers because we happen to have an Italian. You're welcome. A very Italian-looking Italian. Uh-huh. An Italian with a name that is maybe more Italian than Italy itself. Anthony DeGilio mm-hmm. is here. DeGilio is, De De is here. Soft G. You did bet against Italy early, which might have been the most Italian thing you've ever done because you said, ah, my heart and blood with Italy, but I think in this particular game yeah. we're gonna start a little cold. You know, in bet the other way, so the Italians are on your side. But you knew nothing. You've always been a. Have you been a soccer guy your whole life here, fan? Or is this a big deal for the Italian Nick? Is this a big deal for you guys, or just strictly betting wise? Mostly betting wise. But- uh, Tone Diggs, is this <laughs> yeah. just well, betting, or unlike he- Nick, you know that I did play a lot of soccer growing up. A lot. So then a lot of FIFA playing. Of it just all translate into, it. and then there's the love for the country. Yeah. Which has been for years and years and years when they have been dominating lower countries, lower class countries like England and, and so forth, oh, such oh, and so oh, on oh. and so forth. I mean, it's just really. It's, you got it's your a, horn on? Right here, brother. There it is. Wow. That's a real horn. Oh, you got any horns? You got any horns? Oh, you got chain. You got. Have you, have you, is that English gold you're wearing? Yeah. Nah. Because it's 24 karat Italian gold. Oh! <laughs> oh. Hey. I'm pumped for Sunday. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. It's what's good. the? What are you guys? Are we boosting something? The over or the under is what we boost, right? That's so. That's the right boost. I have Absolutely. a thought here. Over one and a half goals is minus two hundred. If we could get that to something decent, would be the best. I'm not betting. But on. these games always <laughs> end one zero. What are the odds? I am not texting anybody about that. Boost no the overtime. Way. This is destined for kicks. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, overtime. One, one, one and penalty kicks. It's okay, so we'll say to go to overtime yes. for the draw. <laughs> yeah. For the 90-minute yeah. yeah. draw. Yeah. 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 Hey, listen. We, hey, Gumpy. Uh, listen. You too, Diggs, because I know FIFA and you watch a lot of soccer good. and you actually have a team over there you pull for and have worn their jersey before. I mean, this is not a Fugay. Go Spurs. Gumpy, yeah, Gumpy has loved soccer his entire life. He's the greatest soccer handicapper on earth. But we, the people who have not watched a lot of soccer, <laughs> yeah. have been forced to watch a lot of soccer here. We've done our own research, pal. Let me tell you what. It's fucking going to extra time. That's right. <laughs> They're not scoring. There's no way the over's hitting. It's going to extra time. Not a chance. Boost it. Maybe we'll boost both of them. Yeah, because both semifinals, it was 1-1, went to extra time, right? Well, every game actually before the semifinal as well. 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, uh, 1-1. France-Switzerland was 3-3, absolute bad. That's man. revisionist history. Extra hey, time. That's one game. There's been 75 fucking games. <laughs> yeah, still extra time. Of them. Can we go through all the round-robin games? Or are we going to go through all 0-0? Zero, zero. The ones that are on TV? 0-0, 1-1, 0-0, 1-1. Zero 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 zero. That's what it felt like it was for a long time. It's not our fault. Copa. Yeah, you watched Copa. Copa came on. Those guys are attacking. Argentina won seven one last time. I mean, this is what we're here for. Copa's trying to steal our hearts. I want to let you know. They really are right in front of Europe's faces. But you guys have a. I mean, Italy, England is. 
I mean, the Hammer Down show, you guys struck some gold here, huh? It's King of the Kings. Yeah, yeah, this you is know, good news for you guys. I mean, it's different for them, too, especially because you guys both have horses in the race. But if if you had to pick, would you rather watch Argentina, Brazil, or Italy, England? Oh, okay. So with my experience of watching all these teams play, mm-hmm. sure. in the very recent memory here, of course, yeah, you have to immediately go, like, is Neymar playing down there? Oh, oh yeah. he is. He is. Yeah. Is he like Megan four people and doing Maradonas all over the place? And then do they have an entire team, including the goalie who can slice and dice every single player on every team that's playing in the Euros? They do. Is is Leo Messi the guy who got paid six hundred and seventy four million dollars to play soccer for four years? And when, is he playing in that game? And is there a goalie? That during penalties in his last game, named Martinez, was looking at the other team in an empty stadium so we could hear everything he was saying. It did have to get translated for us to fully comprehend what he was saying. Thought he was maybe praying to the Lords. No, no. He was just openly belittling (laughs) the penalty kick takers. Now, in the Euros, you got laser pointers from the crowd, and you got a little bit of that. I think the Copa Cup has... A lot more desirable things to watch whenever it comes to it, but it is Italy, England. I think exactly. that is what they're going to say. Both, it, interesting. Both, both matchups are as good as you could have gone. This is dream, right? Finals. Interesting enough. Brazil's three in the world. England's four in the world, and then Italy's seven. Argentina's eight in the world. So it's those are pretty good matches. Oh. The soccer gods are on our side this How year. How about yeah. this? How's soccer working Let's out? Let's go. We celebrate a lot of things today. The NHL had a Stanley Cup. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Go Boach. Baseball's Go got the home run derby and Shohei Otani coming out. Go yeah. baseball. Let's talk about baseball because Joe Pompliano, okay? <laughs> I grew up Joe Nardo. Mm-hmm. All right? He was, an Ita- yeah. he was an Italian Joe in Pittsburgh. The weatherman, right? Bingo. Yeah. Joe, you didn't go outside unless Joe told you what to wear. <laughs> yeah. All right? That's just how it was. Nothing, nothing, nothing was real unless Joe Nardo said it. Oh, Joe yeah. said it would. Bingo. <laughs> There it is. So the hashtag? That was there was no hashtag at this yeah, time. Oh. It was just Joe said it would. Oh, that's a different. So that that's it got ruined when that happened. Yeah. So we try to that. keep that away from Joe yeah. DiNardo's yeah. existence because Joe DiNardo, another Italian Joe, does not deserve what happened with another Italian Joe, Joe. in Pennsylvania with a Nebraska. A bingo, that yeah. whole thing. But Joe said it would was like a uh, when you go outside and you packed an umbrella, maybe, or something mm-hmm. like that. It started raining. You're standing next to your little Yenzer friend. Hey, hey Joe Sadwood. <laughs> Joe DiNardo was maybe the greatest meteorologist weatherman in the history, okay? There's another Italian Joe that seems to be great on the internet that we have started to fall lately, who has information that we would not normally seek, gather, or care about. But the way he pieces it together, it is beautiful. Now, he does steal some shit directly from other people and not give them credit and goes into it a little bit deeper. But Joe Pompliano on Twitter has become a must-follow if you're in the sports world for all the information he is. Once again, I must say, he is definitely ripping some other people's shit. And I don't know Joe personally. Joe, we are fans of your work. I think there is going to be some complaints from people if you continue to do what you're doing, I think, at the level that you're doing it because it is so awesome. And anytime you you get to that you're going to hear some stuff but the way he lays some things out are astounding he's got good stats it's almost what Ravel was or what, what could have been maybe and maybe what Ravel was at at a level there I don't know what he is now he's kind of falling out of my timeline or whatever he Joe Pompliano has kind of taken over that yeah. that realm in the sports world he had a fascinating tweet about the amount of endorsement money that is made by baseball players yeah. this sport stinks this sport stinks. <laughs> Nobody watches this sport. Show Joe Pompliano. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Italian Joe. Shohei Otani now leads all MLB players with an endorsement portfolio with $6 million annually. $6 million. A lot of money. I am not mocking $6 million a year. That is so much money. If you would have told me as a child that $6 million was something that I would get paid in one year, I would have been ecstatic over the moon, would have been pumped. It is a lot of money. But when you look at these baseball endorsement numbers that Joe... Pompliano, hat tip to Justin Bernie. Okay. okay, okay, there we go. Okay, so hey, Joe, smart. Okay. Okay. Joe. I take back everything I said, Joe. I take back everything I said. There's a couple fighting announcements, that, you know, Helwani potentially yeah. had, and then it was re. I, I, so I had to stick up for a guy I don't really like in Helwani because sure. I don't want Joe, our guy, getting taken Take down, mm -hmm. which will happen on the internet. By the way, Joe, you're doing great work, but let's keep it going. But it, compared to other leagues, professional leagues. I mean, fuck, Web Apps America yeah. Yeah. isn't even a real company, we don't think. Never heard of it. They just paid a Tennessee State basketball player $2 million in one year. Masterpiece kid, he's obviously a stud. But $6 million being the top of the endorsement portfolio of the MLB, which is what Joe Pompliano, Joe is saying it is, I just... Bryce Harper, isn't he like Under Armour's main guy? Yeah. I feel like I saw the hair flip with uh, Under Armour. I have not seen him play baseball since the Home Run Derby in... Philly, I think, or Washington when he won it, mm -hmm. yeah. whatever it was. He was elect Chris Bryant, doesn't he have a deal also, I think, with, uh, I forget who it is, somebody. Mike Trout, this is the best player of all time in everybody's eyes. $3 million, though, he's making endorsement-wise. Cody Bellinger, 2.5. Now, I know the MLB pays a lot of money. These guys make more money than any of the other leagues. So let's not, well, not, I, I guess not at this point because what Patrick Mahomes is starting to get signed and what guys are starting to sign in the NFL and the NBA, how much they make, you get it. But the MLB pays ridiculous amounts of money to their players. Yeah. 100 and whatever games are on the road all year round. $6 million doesn't seem like a lot whenever you start comparing to other leagues with hundreds of millions and even billion dollar deals for some of their athletes. This this is even more so to the point, baseball fucking stinks. Is, they, is that what everybody's saying? They don't move the needle? They don't move any product? And is that accurate, you think? Or yeah, no? I don't know. I, I was shocked and didn't really understand this. Because like you said about Harper, I mean, like his contract is for like $330 million. But I'd have a tough – I mean, he wears Under Armour batting gloves, cleats, like the, the Sleeve. arms. Yeah, sleeves, yeah. headbands. Like I don't think you're selling yourself out like that if he's only making, what, $2 million from it? Because there's obviously other endorsements. Like Otani is arguably – in sports right now, he, he might be like the hottest international. You know what I mean? Like what he would get from companies in Japan, especially and here now. Harry like, Kane, Harry Kane, oh. Harry Kane, probably pretty. It's Shohei's in there though. Yeah, Harry Kane probably right now. Mm -hmm. yep. Glory. Hey, he might be coming home, huh? Harry, Messi, probably. Messi, Messi. always. Yeah. Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. For, Shohei Otani though. That name is. I mean, household at this point. Has to be. Like. Do, do people care about baseball in Europe? No, in no. Japan and in yeah. Asia, they really do though. I yeah, mean, but that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't. Is it is baseball a world thing? Is that why the endorsement? No, I think they probably they did, play more cricket. They in did Europe, go to but. London though. Like Yankees, Red Sox went to London. Central America so too. Trying they to grow it. Crushes. Yeah, huge. Central America and South America. We have Jet Passing joining us in like nine eight minutes. We're trying to call him early to see if he'll answer. I'm not 100 sure if he's ready or not because we are talking. Yeah, tell him to take his time. He's not supposed to be on until 125, but since we're in this call, I literally just gave an audible yeah. to Zito to call the jet. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yes, I'm so the jet. He answers here. This is awesome. Hey, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, MLB insider at ESPN, guy who has written books, I think The Arm or something like that, incredible author. Every time he comes on, he makes baseball interesting somehow and uh, gives us all the information we need to know. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Bassett. Yeah. 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 
Jed, Jed, before, uh, we appreciate you. Slam Diego shirt. The people in San Diego are going to absolutely love that. Fernando TT's, huh? Oh. Hey, hey, he's really changing baseball. Now, let's, before we get to everything that is happening in the baseball world, I want to wrap up this conversation about Joe Pompliano's tweet here. Shohei Otani is $6 million annual endorsement amount is the highest in the endorsement portfolio in the MLB. There's no way this is uh, accurate. He got this from at just Bernie, Joe Pompliano. Is this real? And this, does this make you realize that baseball stinks? If $6 million, $6 million is a lot of money, but compared to other sports, this is nowhere near, right? Why is that, Jet? And is this accurate? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've seen plenty of numbers out there when it comes to what Major League Baseball players are making, and I think they just do a good job of hiding things. Um, so, no, I, I don't see that as being right. But still, like the fact that it's not, uh, you know, 20, 30, 40. I understand they don't have sneakers. I understand that it's not the NFL. It's got to be bigger than that, though. Yeah, I think so, too, especially with Shohei's name. Now, he'll probably continue to rake in money. He just got to that. Mm-hmm. He's a relatively new person. Bryce Harper, I, Under Armour, I think, had a hell of a run. With, I, he, they have to be putting, this is allegedly from Forbes, I just learned. So just burn Yeah, the fact, the fact that Tatis is not on that list makes me think that that list is just wrong. Okay, so put it on the ticker. Jet wow, Passon yeah. says Forbes magazine's endorsement list is absolute fugace. Yeah, Don't listen to it. And Jet, every time we get we can't thank you enough for joining us, yeah. by the way. Thank you, Jet. Um, baseball's got a massive week coming up. Home run derby on Monday. Shohei's in that thing. It's going to be in Denver. The passing mobile is going to be in Denver covering that. Are we excited? What's baseball got going on right now? All, all roads lead to the all-star game here. Is that what we're pushing? That's what we're promoting right now? Hold on, we we need to know: Is there going to be a Pat McAfee appearance at the Derby? Okay, well, I mean, we're fi- uh, storm. Hey, this storm, man, it's crazy. Hey, we're fi- if it clears up, <laughs> if it clears out, right I'll be I'm out cool. there. You know, because yeah. Denver too. Every time you land in Denver, coming into those Rockies, it's a rocky land. Uh-huh. It is. And with this storm, you know, you need to watch yourself with this storm we got on. I think so. Maybe, maybe there might be a chance. Yeah, huh? It's got to happen, Pat. It's got to happen. It's going to be electrifying. Baseball, baseball needs you. No, no, no. Baseball no. needs you, Pat McAfee. Uh, they need the electricity. They need the hype. They need the swing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going? You're go- you're still going? They didn't cut you from the broadcast. <laughs> I, I got I got the draft on uh, on Sunday. We got the Derby on Monday. We got the All Star Game on Tuesday. It's a big weekend. Here we go. Uh, All right, what are some names we should, aside from Shohei, he's going to win the home run derby, obviously, and everything like that, going into the All-Star game. Does this All-Star game still matter for the the World Series, for who gets home? Didn't that happen at one point? Or is this just a showcase of the best players? It should be a showcase of the best players. Unfortunately, the best players aren't all going to be there. Like Jacob deGrom's having an incredible season, would have started for the National League. Pulled out of the All-Star game. Mm. Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, dynamic up the middle combo for the Houston Astros. Pulled out of the All-Star game. What's going on? So, uh, it's a long season. Uh, they don't get paid any uh, anything substantive extra to be there. And if you're doing something like abiding by the COVID protocols that baseball has when the rest of the country is wide open right now and you can get four days off, four days to rest your body, four days to spend with your family, four days to clear your mind, I think guys are going to take advantage of that. But there are some guys, there, there's one guy out there, I'm not going to name him, but there's one guy out there I know about uh, 
who who is a fairly perennial all-star who loves nothing more than going to all-star weekend and getting completely shit-faced okay he loves the all-star game because it allows him to go and drink excessively without a game the next day and he he is looking forward to the all-star game this year in order to do that well that's what the pro bowl kind of became as well so the pro bowl uh, i've been voted a couple times obviously uh, yeah you know come on boys Sometimes I was screwed, to be honest, but I mean, there was a couple times I didn't give it. But you can't really, you can't put over that honor uh, because if you do, then when you don't get voted in, you have to hit take home. So I don't ride the ebbs and flows of all those awards. I just kind of keep it steady. As long as my peers appreciate what I'm doing, I'm good. But going to the Pro Bowl that first time, after hearing like Tom Brady opts out, a lot of these, a lot of big time players opt out of the Pro Bowl. And I'm always like, why are they doing this? The first one I went to was the first one that wasn't in Hawaii. Okay, awesome. It was in the middle. It was in Phoenix, Arizona. Practice was an hour and a half in there. They had all this stuff going on. It was just, it was such a a to-do. It was very cool. It was very, very cool for me to be there. But I realized why some people who are voted every year potentially don't want to go back every year. And then there's some people that get voted every single year, and they're only there for the bar after everything (laughs) to kind of catch up with everybody. It's really their only time. It's a hell of a party for like the greats of the greats. The Home Run Derby, though, is going to steal the show, right? Every single year, I don't think anybody even knows that the All-Star Game's happening. That Home Run Derby is going to be everything. And is Shohei going to hit 100 bombs in one night? Is that going to happen? Here's the thing. In a normal year, I actually agree with you. The Derby is like the, the highlight, the, you know, the moment that everyone looks at. This year, though, Shohei Otani is going to be pitching and hitting in the actual All-Star game after he's competed in the Home Run Derby. So there's a chance, Pat, that within a 24-hour span, we could see Shohei Otani win the Home Run Derby, start the All-Star game as pitcher, and lead off for the American League. Now, I'm not sure if Kevin Cash, the manager, is going to put him in that starting spot, but if you really look at it, if you want to get Otani into the game uh, as as easily as possible, you start them. It's not like the best pitchers are starting every year. It's not like the best players at the position start. No, it's the guys who get voted in by the fans. And if the fans had a vote right now, who do you think they would start for the American League on the mound? Before Ty gets uh, a real baseball question in or two, and there's a couple others that have it around the room that I don't really, uh, who gives a, (laughs) Shohei, at the beginning, you're the one who's supposed to tell me what I'm supposed to like and ask anyway, so I'm actually pretty pumped for the questions to kind of get a chance to listen to the Jets speak. But Shohei Otani has already, he's already has the most home runs, right, for a Japanese player in the MLB in one season. He already has that before the All-Star break has even happened yet. He's potentially going to hit, what, 65, 70 homers this year, and at the beginning of this, that's a little high. Okay. It's hard to keep Let's up this it. pace for a season, man. Like, it. I understand. This is what you guys have been wow. saying since the beginning of the year with this guy. You, Ty, all my baseball people, I'm ready to get, I'm ready to go. Hey, I got a guy who's the greatest baseball player of all time right here in Shohei. I can speak three words in his language. We could potentially have a conversation here. Then I get Ty going, ah, this ain't going to last. Uh-uh. I get you going, no, this ain't going to happen. And I said, has anybody done this before? You got to say Babe Ruth. And I'm like, Fucking, we got the next Babe Ruth? Let's go. How come we are something? And everybody said, there's no way it lasts. There's no way this lasts. There's no way this lasts. Now you're saying, Lasting. at the Home Run Derby, though, he's hitting, what, 
40 home runs, probably 45 home runs on yep. Monday. Then he's pitching and hitting. Are the Angels just pissed? Because everybody's talking about him not being able to last. And then here we have, what, he has a full home run derby maximum effort, pitch and hit in one game that doesn't matter for the Angels. Is this, do you think he's just Superman? Is he potentially just an anomaly that he potentially could just go on, like I've been saying since the beginning? Or is there is there an inevitable potential body crash that has to happen? Okay, so... We've been talking uh, like I appreciate you've done here because when you talk baseball, Pat, you've talked about Otani. We've done this all year long. We've talked about how good he is. We've comped him to other guys. Um, You know, the Babe Ruth comp is an understandable one and it's a fair one. But I want to throw another one out there because I feel like what Shohei Otani doing right now is about as close as you can get to being a two sport athlete. Think about the things that he's doing at this point. Hitting and pitching are completely different sports. They happen to be in the same game. They happen to go up against one another. They happen to be uh, in contrast. But the actual ability to go out there and do that, to throw a baseball using your shoulder, your elbow, the rest of your body to propel something forward, the ability to swing, to hit it, a moving object, uh, that's either moving straight and fast or curving or fading, all sorts of – they're two completely different skill sets. So to me, this isn't even Babe Ruth who didn't do it at the level Otani's doing it right now. This is Bo Jackson. Okay. This is a, this is a guy okay. who is essentially dominating two different sports it just happens to be in the same one. Jack, I like the promo you just cut for baseball uh, as a whole you did there. I think a lot of people would say this is somebody who plays uh, both ways probably in football or plays two different. No, different. Different than that. It's uh, oh, Tackling I- is different than <laughs> running and catching. And it might be the same game. Wearing the same uniform. I mean, we could do the same thing you just did right there with tackling on defense and playing on the offense side of the ball. But once again... In my head, I couldn't just rattle through to find somebody that was at peak on both sides for... That's because there's nobody... Li- I mean, we're talking like Chuck Bednarik, and he played like guard and linebacker. These aren't hey, skill Chuck, positions. Chuck Chuck hey, that's a good football pool by yeah, you. Yeah. Right? Uh, go ahead, Todd. Jed, I think I... I don't know if it was an ESPN article, but I read that uh, there's a good chance the Yankees are going to be sellers at the All-Star break now, and I... Like, oh. do you see that actually happening? Oh. Are they going to be aggressive, or do they actually fucking stink this year? And uh, is Garrett Cole ever going to be good again now that he can't use spider tack anymore? Uh, let's start with the latter one. I think Garrett Cole is going to be fine. Honestly. I hey, really I heard he stinks. Um, for the Red Sox. I heard lately. he stinks because <laughs> he doesn't have the... Second part. Ty, let me turn this on you. Who did the Yankees have to sell? Oh, yeah, That's a good point. Good question. Sell rolled as Chapman if he didn't suck for the last two weeks. Um... You you could sell Luke Aaron Boy. Judge, but that nah, would stay cause away Yankees from fans to, to go crazy. I <laughs> mean, there, there's there's just not a whole lot going right now. Are you are you shoveling dirt on the grave, Pat? <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Jet, right now you're you're fucking burying the Yankees entirely. <laughs> They're still gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I'm not burying anyone. The Yankees have buried themselves. 
by playing 500 baseball for the first half of the season with a $200 million payroll in a team that was supposed to go to the World Series. Cashman, boom, gotta go, god damn it. <laughs> they buried themselves by being the worst base running team in baseball, arguably. And they buried themselves by being a one-dimensional offense and a starting pitching staff that has one and a half guys, the other half of whom is on the injured list right now. Yeah, so okay. if you want to talk about burial, the Yankees have dug their own graves. I'm just dancing on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jet. Yeah. Let's go, dude. We'll fire the baseball. Home run derby's coming up. The draft's coming up. What is that, 700 rounds? You guys draft everybody that plays baseball in high school baseball right across the country. Isn't that what uh, the draft is in MLB? Yeah, it's like 20 rounds this year. So, you know, it's uh, they, they halved it. It's going to be back to 40 next year, I think. That's crazy because uh, we had – I knew some people that got drafted uh, to the MLB. Pat White was our quarterback. I think he got drafted three or four times, <laughs> like while he was in college. Uh, and he was, and he was, he was good too. Like he, he could play. Yeah, he got drafted four times. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, they or three times. I think they were betting that he wasn't going to make it in the NFL, so they were trying to draft his rights. Oh. They didn't know when he was going to want to do it. It, but towards the end there, I think he got drafted in like the thirtieth round. I'm like. That's bullshit that this team can pull the trigger on Pat White in the 70th round and get his rights or whatever. But that, that's how baseball is, right? Because it's a lot of projecting and there's a lot of people that opt out and go do college and do other stuff. Is that why? Is it, They have to just cast a very wide net. Why is the draft so damn, you know, like big? It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird because it's weird, especially now. It used to be that you could spend however much money you wanted on the draft. But these days... There's a limited pool of money that you're capable of spending on the draft. So guys, especially high school guys who don't go high in the draft, they're going to slip down and teams can pick them hoping that they can spend enough money to get them out of their college commitment. But the reality is very few high school guys are going to make as much as they could coming out of high school as they can if they go and have a good college career and you go and get an education and you get to party for a few years like going to college unless you are like here's the thing if you're a pitcher you should be much likelier to sign with an organization out of high school so you don't waste the arm exactly because college coaches are incentivized to win games in order to keep their jobs how do you win games? You win games by relying on your best pitchers. And how much are you going to rely on your best pitchers? How much are you going to look out for them? That's been a question that's been around forever. And, and something that there are a few college coaches out there who do it right now, but there are a few who don't. Hey, there's there's some environments down there in the SEC, though, that I just got introduced to, I think. I, oh, I mean, it's awesome. Oh, that college yeah. baseball down there is incredible. What, Arkansas. Mississippi State, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Arkansas, yeah. Texas. Arkansas, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, oh, Florida. Nice. Like, SEC is where it's at. Yeah, it was awesome. I did not know it was that electrifying. I, I think LSU. The, which one was the The, Ar- the Arkansas one was the walk-off. That was the sound, right? Yeah. That yeah. was the first sound post-COVID. I think that was, like, the there was a big pop in that was the fr- Madison Square Garden had it run- had its run there with the New York Knicks, but then I think Arkansas had that walk off home run, yeah. and that pop that came from that crowd was one of the first ones. 
you know, it's good to have fans back. Bingo! Right? And then yeah. I put that out. I was like, oh my God, that sound of like that pop is incredible. And then people started sending me videos from like, I think Mississippi State, mm-hmm. Ole, like yeah. everywhere around. And it was like, holy shit. I did not know college baseball was like that. But what I used to do at the Pirates games, these college kids probably do at these games, you just go get absolutely hammered mm-hmm. and for these schools i assume they expect to win for us pirates are gonna lose if they win we're gonna have a good time if not we're just gonna you know no this is probably have zambelli fireworks at the yeah. end. You know and, and nick actually has a question for you about that i think jet speaking of the draft in the pirates in that crook bob nutting they have the first pick i believe uh who are they gonna pick and we doesn't to, matter at all we're trading out aren't we he's gonna trade out for sure uh if they could they probably would, but you can't trade draft picks in baseball. This guy can't fuck over the Pirates. <laughs> wow. Let's go! Here we go! New year! Who do we got? Is there a big-time prospect coming out? Is there a guy that's a game-changer? Somebody that's maybe going to play this year? Uh, you know, is there? Do we have yeah. anything like that? This might be the worst year to have the number one overall <laughs> of pick. Course. They're like, yeah, of course. Because they're like five guys. Now, Pat, here's the thing. It, this is interesting, and this, th- this is where strategy comes in. Oh, this wow. is what the Pirates can do. When you have five guys... Uh, you know, there's a high school shortstop, Marcelo Meyer, uh, high school shortstop, Jordan Lawler, Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker were a give couple of... Uh, Rocker, get us Rocker in the city. Al Leiter's kid, give me him. Yep, Al Leiter's kid and uh, a catcher Walker. named Henry Davis. Those are the presumable Hank potential Hank five Hank Davis guys. would be a great pirate. Oh, he's a catcher, he's you an said? Ex, he's an ex-Joe Mar. Hey, no. Next Jason, Jason Candle. Yeah. Hey, hey, that pop time. Are you kidding me, dude? Is that what we're getting? Who do you, you think? It, it, what's the strategy? What is the strategy? The strategy is going to be, uh, this would be, I, I promise this is not a Pirates only thing. It sounds like something the Pirates would do. The strategy is going to be to find who's going to take the least money and sign as the number one pick. Because yeah, they're going to do that. Because uh-huh. then, because you can go and take that money that you saved from that first guy yeah. and then buy a high school player who might go to college out of his commitment later in the draft, meaning you get two for one. Yeah, or you could take that money and build another uh, a ski lift. They actually are doing that. Yeah, cool. upgrading the Seven Springs resort that they have up there in the mountains of Pennsylvania. That's, I assume you can't say, because you are like one of the faces of baseball at this point in the MLB, and when you get on there with your suit and you do your whole little baseball thing, it's like real big journalism, and your your documentaries have been incredible. Yeah, like, you're, you're a very thoughtful, like, very good journalist, so you can't say it. Is there more than one Bob Nutting in the in the MLB that's trying to ruin their team, sabotage it in front of everybody's eyes? Is he the only one, or and how does this? How does the rest of the MLB let it happen? Uh, no, you, there there are a number of owners out there whose teams have been terrible for a long time. I mean, we're we're going to be in Denver this weekend, and you know, Dick Montford is the owner there, and he's a guy who, uh, for years, has been criticized for the way that he has run his team, and for the way that if you look at the front office right now, you have a bunch of guys who have quit. Their entire analytics department quit last year. Dick Montford's on, you know, he's like the head of the labor committee in, in baseball right now, going into this year where there's a collective bargaining agreement coming up and. Last year, he was advocating essentially getting rid of the draft. Like he just didn't want to draft thing last year. He wanted it to be as small as possible. So, uh, it, Rockies fans feel the same way about him as you guys do about Bob Nutting and and their owners. It, listen, when you got thirty guys 
who are billionaires and who are trying to make money and who don't look at the little guy, look at the average fan as the most important thing, you're going to have some in there who who just become the villains of teams. And I, I think that's what Bob Nutting is. But l- let's look beforehand. Like, He's playing McClatchy, the role perfectly. Was Kevin McClatchy a whole lot better? Nah. I don't know. I don't know. Is that the previous owner of before yeah. Bob? Yeah. No, that's why I was never a – I think Pittsburgh – Ever, I mean, what was his name? Andrew McCutcheon was oh, there. Yeah. Hey, there was some, what was that, 2017, 16, 15? You mean when Quaida pissed his pants on a man? Yeah. Johnny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Pittsburgh is ready. Like, Pittsburgh would be a great baseball city. It, how much is it to buy, like, a franchise? And when was the last time a franchise was sold in the MLB? Is that, I guess, what the Mets just happened to Cohen? Yeah. How, the Mets are a vastly differently priced team than yeah, the, the Pittsburgh. Roy- I'll, t- I'll tell you a perfect example. The Kansas City Royals. They're probably the best analog for the Pirates that there is. And they were sold last year for about a billion dollars. Patrick Mahomes is part of that ownership he group. He got in there. He's got the jersey. Go roll. Hey, listen. I know another Patrick who signed a pretty big contract recently who would look awfully good as a Pittsburgh Pirates owner. Yeah. By the way, that would be legendary. <laughs> Imagine the content we would be creating. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, on the road with the boys, 182. As long as you keep the pierogi races, we're good. Yeah, yeah. hey, pierogies will be racing around. Sauerkraut Saul is going to be sprinting through that outfield like freeze dick, you know, for a long time down there. That would be a lot. A billion dollars, though. That seems like a good price to get into being a mm-hmm. major league owner. Is it a money-making business? Is the MLB a money-making business for everybody? Is that kind of how the contract is set up amongst the owners, that everybody has to make money regardless of how shitty you are as a marketer, endorser, team builder? Let's put it this way. The Pittsburgh Pirates right now in shared money start the year off about $100 million in the black. Like starting from scratch because of the size of their market and because of – uh, the, the money that gets spread out both through like the national television contract and revenue sharing. If you're the Pirates, you're starting with a $100 million check right there. And granted, you're going to spend money on payroll and infrastructure and minor leagues and stadium upgrades and things along those lines. But, uh, Pat, I, I'm going to answer your question with the question. If baseball teams didn't make money, wouldn't they be sold more often? Yeah, but this is just like um – that's a great question, and it is a, in theory, good thought. But there's a lot of people that own stuff that just want to have the flex that they own stuff. Yeah, and, and there's that's that's part of it too. But you know what's what's another huge part of it? And there was a big story a uh, about this today. Mm-hmm. Um, owning a professional sports franchise is incredibly advantageous with taxes. You can write off everything. You can write off player salaries as amortization, which means. Player salaries, uh, you know, it's not the whole thing you can write off, but uh, the fact that you're spending money on a guy and that he's seen as a depreciating asset, like you can write that off. And the people who own sports franchises don't pay nearly as much in taxes as you or I or the average person out there because of it. We could get into an entire (laughs) discussion about that because, believe me, whenever you get launched into the 1% all of a sudden and you start realizing and learning and like – Holy shit, out of nowhere, I didn't know. And then you start hearing people attacking, like, oh, you're not paying your fair share. I'm like, motherfucker, come look at my who? <laughs> who is? I would like to know who isn't and how they're not. It's because all those, mm-hmm. 
It's like the point oh 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 that are up there that have the ability to buy teams. They have a fleet of accountants and lawyers that kind of find every loophole and probably potential piece of blackmail and everything that happens in that world. It's uh, it's crazy. But so I need about a probably a two billion dollar. Uh, amount of funds if I really wanted to have a couple years stretch and own the Pirates? Well, I, I no, I don't think it'll be that much. I think you can, uh, listen. No, but I need an extra billion. All you gotta, bring here's in, the thing. Mm-hmm. All you gotta I? do is yeah. find a rich person. No, venture capitalist. Cash your way. No, no, it's not just a rich person. Hey, listen, Jet. The conversations I've been having, okay? <laughs> I have been, I've been in conversations. There is, there is people, and I'm just learning this, and this, I assume this is common knowledge, and I'm just living in my own little ignorant bubble. There are places that have trillions of dollars to spend of other people's money, and they just dump them into companies like 10 yeah. million at a pop, 15, 100 million at a pop to people. And it's if it doesn't work, fuck it. If it hits, oh, here we go. We just made another billion dollars or whatever. And they just, there are people that are doing, I did not know this. I didn't know. Sovereign was, wealth fund. Oh, you got to go. You got to go find your sovereign wealth fund. I believe it's going on the ticker right there behind you. The FanDuel Pirates, the Pittsburgh FanDuels. <laughs> oh, hey, FanDuel, FanDuel does have that amount of cash. A little bit less after yesterday's Super Boost. Hey, hey Grumpa here has been hot in the soccer. I don't know if you know that. Hey, Gump, you got anything to say to Jet here before we get out of here? Yeah, Jed, who do you think the Red Sox are going to pick up at the trade deadline, starter or out of the bullpen? It feels like they need another arm or two. That's a, a pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty good thought there, Gumpy. Uh, I uh, listen. I would love if I'm the Red Sox to go out and get Jose Barrios. Like he's going to be the best pitcher on the market, and uh, he's got a chance to be an impact guy. How would you like to see Craig Kimbrell back there? Uh, you like Craig Kimbrell? I back? love Craig Kimbrell back. Hey, come on, bring back the Kimbrell. Bring yeah. Keith Folk back. <laughs> Forget Kimbrell. Get Folk back out here. Keith Folk is like 300 pounds. Good. Right he's probably throwing gas. We got to get to a break. He probably hits throwing gas. He probably hits the ball quarter mile after watching what Shohei's been able to do. I, I might pursue this thing. Because I wanted to get an NFL team, obviously, mm-hmm. and that's a lot more you have to pitch in there. And I don't know if they would necessarily let me in. And the MLB didn't let Cuban in, right, nope. back in that time. So who knows if they would let me get in there. But oh, you're, you're in. They us need you. running a show, a show owning a team with a bunch of fun. Now, listen, I'm bringing Jason Kendall right back in. Yeah, I have to. Hey, you need to be a manager of what? Hitting coach. Everything. Ooh. You just manage everything. We're bringing Sean Casey in there as well. Oh, yes. Hey, get the mayor back yeah. in there. And quick. We're going to get people that are much yes. more. Probably Jet Passon's going to be running the goddamn. Uh, who's the people that puts the Bring roster? Bring Barry back to Pittsburgh first. Yeah. yeah. As the hitting coach. Okay, all right. Get Barry Bonds back for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm gonna, I don't know about the nutrition. I am out on that, actually. Okay. Yeah. And there's uh, probably some rules that. that you're that you're. You're not the nutritionist. We're not doing a nutritionist. We're, no, no. Our boys can eat whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, including HGH. <laughs> hey, you eat, hey, you eat baseballs? Hell okay, yeah. I don't care what you do. Listen, Get blind eye here. the greenies. Yeah, whatever you need to do. Hey, greenies, you call Balco. You do whatever you mm-hmm. got to do. As long yeah. as we're hitting balls into the goddamn river out yeah. here, that's all we care about. And then Zambelli fireworks yes. every night. Mm-hmm. And wait until Brett Michaels is performing. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Pirates. Here we go. Jet, thank you so much, man. You're the absolute best, dude. We appreciate you every time you stop on. Good luck at the All-Star Game and the draft. We can't wait to watch your coverage. See you there, Pat. 
the storms, the rain. I was yeah, checking the yeah, Doppler. Yeah. The Doppler was saying it's going to be tough. Uh, Jeff passed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Woo! Hey, so sorry to interrupt. I just want to let you know that if you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools. I mean, if you love cooking and serious about cooking, don't you think the tools that you're utilizing to cook should be top of the line? Maidens. Cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands and thousands of the world's best chefs. We have their products here. The guys have been trying them out and love them. We're cutting meat, what, cheese, what, lie, what. They love Maiden's cookware and kitchenware products here in the office. And Maiden produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the stupid markup. Made-in products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Lifetime guarantee on your made-in product. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from stovetop to the oven. And their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, and stay sharp. Are you kidding me? They have 28,000 five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. Made in. Better cookware for better meals. Go to madeincookware.com forward slash pat and use promo code pat for 15% off your first order. That's M-A-D-E-I-N-C-O-O-K-W-A-R-E.com forward slash pat. Use promo code pat. Get 15% off your first order of made in cookware and kitchenware products that have a lifetime guarantee and make your world a lot easier around the kitchen. Hey, it is getting wild in here with the conversations in the thoughts and possibilities. But this last hour should be a good one. Yeah. Welcome back here to SiriusXM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio, <coughs> YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. Uh, we're kind of been captivated with the conversation of me potentially buying the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Because I have been in some conversations as of late, I think, with groups of people that could potentially loan that amount of money. And we've been trying to figure out how to. How would we? How do we navigate and make this a success story? I think what we would have to do is get the loan, buy the team, win a World Series, sell the team. Now we pay back the loan. Also, probably become billionaires in ourselves by selling the team, and we're only selling it to somebody who obviously has the Pirates' best interests at heart in the people of Pittsburgh. Yeah, Mark Cuban. Whenever his kids are old enough for him to do it, so that's how we got to do it. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Cool. All right, that's the plan. I can't believe the Pirates won the World Series. I got to get a suit, by the way. Start getting the ring size. No, I got to get a suit, by the way. We need a good pitch deck because I'm going to be asking for a few billion, and uh, I don't know how easy that's going to be, but we can make it work. I'll put put a tie on for that one. Mm -hmm. You got the Vince McMahon suit. Uh, It's never aired, but. First first slide of that presentation, (laughs) Shohei Otani. Boom. Bring this guy in right here. Hey, guess who's our ace? And do we have DHs in the? No. Lead-off hitter, though. We're going to have to change that rule. Uh, Where are we in? We're in the National National League, which is the teams at the top of the National League are definitely the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. The Giants. Padres. Giants are 54 and 32. Yeah, Yeah, so we're okay. We're all right. Those teams ain't nothing. They ain't nothing to Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh -uh. Hey, let's go Buckos! Come on, Buckos! Let's go Buckos! Come on, Buckos! Cardinals are pretty tough, too. They're in the same division. Oh, St. Louis? We ain't worried about that. Cubbies. 
Yeah, but we're going to take all the best players because yeah. we're going to get a lot of big enough. And actually won the last few. We're, we're going to get Connor. a lot of big enough to buy them all. That's what we're going to do. That's baseball. <laughs> right. That's baseball. Bring in Theo. Oh, be man. the GM. Jason no, Kendall's no. going to be around. So mm-hmm. we obviously know that any catcher we put behind home play is going to have a great pop time. Best I mean, pop time, mm-hmm. Best pop Bang. time. We're bringing back the mayor, Sean Casey. We can get you. You. Euclid's involved there. Yeah. I mean, it feels like we're assembling a World Series champion already. Yeah, and you're getting Hank Davis with the number one pick this year. So you bring in Kendall to mentor him. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it, it, the thing about it is I'm not doing this draft. I don't know if we're going to get gonna, the loan. Yeah, by it's going to be tough to scramble <laughs> and get $2 billion by <laughs> Sunday. But hey, hey, you never know. We're going to give it a go. <laughs> Who says no? <laughs> this has generated some traffic, I guess, back there in Pittsburgh, um, which is – an incredible honor when Mikey, Big Bob, the freak show, the morning show that I basically grew up on, uh, their radio show in Pittsburgh on KISS FM 96.1. They are people I've looked up to for a long time. And now I think we have befriended. I think we're friends. I think we're friends with them. Don't hang around them enough because they're in Pittsburgh doing their show full time. We're out Good here. people. Learn a lot. Seems like they're all in on this entire thing. They're going to start pushing that. Here we go. They be? What if... What if the pressure of Pittsburgh mounts so much that I actually have to do this? What if I have to be the dumbass Yenzer that is capable of walking into a room that could potentially have this amount of money, do the sell job of all sell jobs, like I'm down there on Southside surrounded by three dudes in affliction shirts at 3 a.m. about to get my jaw knocked off, and I'm actually talking my way out of it. That's what I got to do. I got to go into this tank and do it. As I've been trained on Carson Street, okay? Right. I've been trained on the North Shore, okay? I've been everywhere I need to be. I've, I've donated that Rivers Casino down there at the point more than anybody else, I'd assume, in the history mm-hmm. of people that visited Pittsburgh. It's almost something like I got to do at this point. Oh, and can, we have to buy the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes, and can you imagine Mark Madden as the manager, See, <laughs> coaching no. the team? I think he is the he's the stadium. Yeah. MC. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, but he's okay. gonna turn babyface before then. He, I want him on his show. He's heel. Okay, he's been t- he's been a heel for twenty five years. Sure. It seems like now more than ever he is going full heel. Everything he mm-hmm. buried Joey Chestnut the yeah. other day. I was gonna say when you were on, he's been burying everything. And I asked him, I'm like, hey Mark, when are we just gonna say, you know what? I'm probably gonna be in a couple Hall of Fames in the radio mm-hmm. business in, in in everything. 25 years I've led ratings in Pittsburgh. How about when do we just become like, hey, you know what? I accomplished good for me. He said he can't do it. He said he's gonna be the bad guy forever. He turns babyface though. We put him as the MC of the entire PNC Park. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. We. I think he's. Ah, this pitcher stinks. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. My head's spinning with ideas right now, and I think one of the things you have to do is you have to make it right. Barry Bonds night at the park. Yeah. Bring back Barry. Barry Bonds him. night, bobblehead night. Wait till you see this bobblehead that we're going to do for oh, Barry Bonds. Oh, man. That head's going to be about the size of this Starbucks cup. Yeah. You hear me? Like, normally, you know, that's just a little bobblehead right there. Barry Bonds bobblehead night, that head is going to be real big because we deserve to, you know, if we're going to own the Pirates, to make it right with our ex-legends. Yeah. We'll give you a bigger bobblehead than anybody's ever had in the history, Barry. Your head will be the biggest in the history of bobbleheads if we own the Pirates. And what, that, that's just the beginning. Uh, first order of business, you hire him and Aid guy's son to run concessions, obviously. Yeah. Excuse me. It's not him and Aid. What is it? I didn't want to dis... I didn't want to disrespect it. I was going to let you. No, no, you got You're the one that brought this up, and if yeah, you're just, you just you just spit on this guy's grave. What are you talking about? I'm giving this son a job. No, no, you, no, <laughs> yeah. no. You said, "Oh, him and need guy. Him and need. That is what you have to do. That is not him and need from the gut. I don't know what you're doing, but yeah, you're right. He's running concession. Somebody mm-hmm. in that family. It's a good idea. Zambellis are obviously 
They got bombs in the outfield every single game. When a ball leaves the park, those things are going up. Let's go ahead and celebrate this thing. Brett Michaels probably every third game from the outfield live. I mean, we really got to yeah. do it. I mean, why Seven, not? Seventh inning stretch. Ty had a great if idea. You can make the Berg like Barry again. That is miracle work. Biggest bobblehead of all time. You don't yes, think? I think you it'll don't work. Think that? I think it'll work. I don't know. I don't know a goddamn thing about that sport, though. I, mean, I, I didn't even. That's why it'll work. You surround, know, you one surround one. yourself with people who do. That's right. Well, I mean, to be fair, I, I've been saying show is the show since the beginning of the show started this year. And the people that are around us that do know baseball were kind of telling me differently. So, I mean, I will seek advice, of course. But, uh, I mean, if we own a team, it's going to be hard not to be absolutely absurd with that thing. Who's a free agent? How much? Oh. Go get him now. Bring him in. Four hundred like million, I guess. Jesus, who right. is this guy? He's a, is he going to sell one ticket for it? I guess he hits the ball for All right, come on in. I'm also hiring Brad Pitt, too. What? Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. And Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah's the one you got. You want bring them both in? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's a good idea. Build a pirate ship in center right. field. I don't know how we're going to continue to do the show. I guess we let's not get too okay. Yeah, the view out of it's gorgeous. Yeah, well, you want to put up a goddamn pirate ship? I mean, there's yeah. enough flags around. There's enough pirate stuff. Okay. Could you imagine By Brett way, Michaels? We own the greatest hat. Yes. If we by far. I mean, the P is the a good hat. It's a good hat. Uh -huh. I, I mean, it's a great hat. We all, hat. we all, that's all of a sudden ours, right? Yeah. Oh my God, the amount of merch that we're going to be kicking out with that goddamn P. That goddamn P is going <laughs> yeah. out everywhere. Oh, the beard special, uh, the beer specials we're going to have uh -huh. around the park. You're going to sell Rudy Subs. I want Kurt Angle suplex yes. and sauerkraut salt. No! Well, sauerkraut salt gets a win, I thought, because, uh, <laughs> uh, because of, uh, because of uh, the I, you know, the better call. No, the uh, the eighteen year old uh, the uh, the banging it. You know oh, who I'm talking yeah, about? The, the eighteen year old. Whoa, Rock. Foxy. Whoa, oh, Hasbula. I heard that. Hasbula. 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 Get Hasbula in the building. Hasbula will be. In the outfield. Mr. Okay. Pirate. Perched behind, not Mr. Pirate. No, we're not putting a mascot on. Has Why don't we make Hasbula the guy? He will be. Listen, he's going to be. In the park. When these, when these pierogies are racing, okay, when these pierogies are racing and somebody's about to win and we don't like, Sauerkraut Saul is about to lose or whatever. Hasbula, oh, out of the door. Boom. Pow to whatever pierogi. Yes. Pow to whatever asshole from the other team mm -hmm. is there. Boom. Sauerkraut Saul sneaks through, wins the race. Hasbula, hero, shows that knockout power that he has. It's going to be hard, I think, to keep him in that one confined space. True. That's, yeah. Because he is a he is ready to go at all times. But I think that's the type of stuff that we got to start you thinking. You've seen those baby carriers? There's going to be no clean finishes in these pierogi races. No, 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 can't no, be. We no, are no. booking that thing. Yeah. Pittsburgh. The yeah. obvious. That's the whole point. The yeah. obvious manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates is Billy Gardell. Oh, and then you put oh, yes. a baby car carrier on him with Hasbulla in the baby carrier. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so that you do keep him contained. I think you, I think you give Hasbulla a goddamn club yeah. and put him at Hasbulla should be the third base yeah. coach. Pirates may not lose the Send him in. Yeah. Hasbulla is like Jackie Moon. Like, he can coach, he can play, he can hit, he can do it all. He's Shohei Hasbulla. Hasbulla, yes. 
right. So now we're thinking. Yeah. So now we got our brains going. That is what I'm willing to do. Uh-huh. I just want to let everybody know I am willing to bring in Hasbulla. I just learned of Hasbulla uh-huh. two days ago. Pride of Dagestan. I am ready to bring Hasbulla into our everyday game day operations Let's if I go. have to. And I think that is really what we need. There is no way we get okayed for this, but if we show up with a bag with a couple billion in it, is there anything they can say? There's nothing, right? Once Manfred gets a hold of the Hashbulla, he might give you the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, maybe. One of the... Good point. Good luck throwing a strike to Hasbulla's strike zone. Hold on, I just saw a kid. I saw a kid. I saw a highlight. There was a kid that did that, I guess, in the uh, ESPN, the... um, Is that the Little League World Series, I guess? There was a kid that did that. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. And it was a strike. It was a called strike. Why don't... I always wondered that. Why don't more people do that? What is it? Is it is frowned upon? Make, uh, uh, umps take it as like an insult. So if it's anywhere close, they will call it a yeah, strike. Yeah, kind of. Sometimes, too, you know, you got kids doing that. It's like, all right, I'm just going to throw at this kid's head yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Get him off the plate All right, a let's bit. talk about some news in our sport. We will, we will pursue mm-hmm. the idea of buying the Pirates. Legit. Mm-hmm. Have already sent out two texts to see if they could set up a call for a grand idea. Let's go. Which is how one person asked me to think of ideas for something bigger. I said, I think our show's pretty fucking big. I mean, I don't know if I have to show like everything, but our show's pretty fucking big. They're like, no, we're talking like, you know, like if you have any grand ideas we'd like to be a part of. Okay. I mean, I got some. Yeah, we got it. Are we doing this right now? Are we, yeah. are we shooting off ideas right now? No, we'll vi- revisit in like a month. I'm like, okay. Buying the Pirates is a grand idea. Could yeah. have the first like Jerry World in the MLB. Well, PNC Park, I would like to let it be very... I know you're from Boston, so you don't get it. Oh, I don't get it. Fenway yeah. Park, no. the greatest park in Heard baseball. Uh, okay, yeah, you guys staring at a big green wall. It's 195 fucking degrees. Seven hours to get a beer in that it's place. It's a green monster. Uh, this is just what I... The place was a dump. Place that, that's just what I... That's a lie. That's a lie. Gumpy can attest. That's a lie. beautiful. Oh, oh, Nick told Gumpy. Wow, I love Boston. This is my favorite Boston, second yeah. favorite city. Not the city, yeah, I not said Fenway. it's a nice city. The ballpark's a dump. You ain't ever seen PNC Park, pal. PNC Park is... I play MLB the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see it every day. Yeah, so you play Fenway because you're like, oh, the big green, this is awesome. Yeah, this his, is fun. This is his Yeah, go to Wrigley, too, and they just put in a Jumbotron like a year ago so oh, you can so see Wrigley. Nice. Oh, this place is awesome. Yeah, they didn't have lights. Bro, PNC, don't, don't even... We're not changing PNC. You want to put a pirate ship in the view of the city over the river there. You still think that's not a terrible idea. But you got to build, you know, build, put a casino right next to the stadium. Come on, put there a is hotel a casino right there. 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 You don't go. Yes. Hop, skip, and a jump. I'm not talking about a drive over a bridge. It, you don't. You could walk there. You walk through. Two minutes. You walk through the gold lot right there. Oh, yeah? You got, you, only thing you got to do is you got to walk past Pont Hines and then the Science Center, and it's right there. Hey, Carnegie Science Center, by the way, we should be connected to that, too, because they have great laser shows. True. Great laser shows. I'll have them head up okay. the, uh, the seventh inning stretch. Bingo. All right, so let's get to our sport, okay. football. Well, maybe if we well, can honor of a team, I don't know what our sport yeah, is anymore. That's a good point. Our team will cheat, right? Yeah. That's the only way to win? Yeah. I, listen, Whoa. Mr. Manfred. I am not going to be promoting my ball players to do anything that everybody else ain't doing. 
But if there's one other person doing something and it's making them a lot better, like this Spider Tech, by the way, I would have had a full Spider Tech sponsorship for that. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Here you go, boys. Exoskeleton. Bingo. Get that yeah. buzzer. If I hear that the Astros are wearing goddamn exoskeletons with buzzers, okay, guess what? We're hiring the best buzzer committee we can find, and we're getting buzzers on all the boys down there. Yeah. And we're going to put them in places where they can take their shirt off and celebrate, not like Altuve, who couldn't mm -hmm. do the whole thing. You know, hey, 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 I'm do the whole thing. Uh, but I, I'm going to have to learn a lot of the unwritten rules of baseball, it sounds like. Because I haven't even thought about all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, just write right new now. ones. Ooh. Well, they're unwritten. Don't write new ones. Great. I mean, if you there get you caught cheating and all that happens is you got to fire your coach, I mean, Billy Cardell's not being fired. No, yeah, you just keep, keep a couple sacrificial lambs around. <laughs> yeah. So if, you know, something does, it's like, ah, yeah, shit, it was this guy's this idea. Guy, he's got the video. He's got the sure. video. Yeah. Put me in the dugout. I'll be fucking right there all day. And then when something goes wrong, got to fire him. Is that guy right there? Hey, you saw him. He was in at the end. It yep. wasn't the head coach, Jason Kendall. No, no it no. wasn't. It wasn't our lead uh, morale guy, uh, Billy, coach, Billy, Billy Gardell. Gardell. Uh -huh. It wasn't. It wasn't, <laughs> no. wasn't the mayor, Sean Casey. No, no, no it wasn't you. Yeah. It wasn't you, Chris. It was actually that beer, or mustache guy down there just doing, hey, attaboy. A lot of attaboy. It's the attaboy guy. Oh, yeah, attaboy, attaboy. Sorry, I was feeding the boy steroids. You know, it's not my fault. I was just there to, you know, try and boost these numbers. Get these guys paid. I do believe we have potentially said some disparaging things in our quest to own a team here in the last 16 minutes. Mm -hmm. This is obviously uh, a lot of jest involved here. We will not be pumping illegal drugs into the no, players or be no, promoting no, that at no. all. We want a clean, fair, safe game. And the only advantage we will have is that we will unload money to get good players yeah. and good events. Well said. We are willing to go bankrupt in this thing, mostly because we're getting this money from somebody else. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's um, let's talk about our sport. Doug Peterson out there at Tahoe speaking really for the first time with uh, Sirius XM NFL radio. He he was asked about the Carson Wentz situation and his response was very fascinating. You could tell that he had already thought about how he was going to answer this. And I don't know if we'll ever truly find out what the real story is, because at the time, it seemed like there were some Zambelli fireworks going off in the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles organization. Yep. Got, just a couple years ago, there was a statue built of Doug Peterson, Nick Foles, right out front. There was Philadelphians, okay, eating horse shit off the ground yeah. off of a parade route because the Philadelphia Eagles, for the first time in 50 years, won the Super Bowl. Who did it? Doug Peterson. Way to go, Doug. Had a boy, Doug. Doug. Good win, Doug. Nick Foles. Hey, there we go. Philly, Philly. He hey, called it. Hey, they got a statue, okay, when they do the whole conversation, a full thing. Now here we are just a few years later. Nick Foles is on a nut, his second team since then. Peterson uh, gets fired, walks out. Don't know how that goes. Carson Wentz, who you would think is why everybody else is. Nick Foles definitely left because of Carson Wentz. They chose to stick with Carson. Doug Peterson, he left because you thought maybe Carson. And now Carson's also gone. It has all gone to Hell in a handbasket over there. It really is like a hornet's nest in Philadelphia. Doug Peterson really spoke about it for the first time. And his quote was fascinating. We're getting this via pro football talk. And he said, you go into drafts and you go into each year looking for quarterbacks, Doug Peterson said during an appearance. And we continue to look for quarterbacks. And that's always something that will never change. We want a Super Bowl with our backup quarterback. And we've had to play with our backups a couple of times in Philadelphia. So we did that a year ago and brought in Jalen Hurts. Not to undermine Carson Wentz, not to do anything to take away his job or anything because Carson was our starter. He was the franchise and all that moving forward, but we wanted someone that could come in and could be the backup and learn how to play the NFL game, bring his talent to the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and really, 
As the season began, says Doug Peterson, things just started to kind of, I guess, spiral out of control. Injuries began to set in. We weren't playing very well. Turnovers offensively, just a number of things, penalties, more injuries, compounded problems, and it just became harder and harder as the year wore on. No one person is to blame for any of what happened last year, and it's just unfortunate for me because I was hoping to really have an opportunity to fix the issues we had that kind of get everything back on track, whether it be this year or next year, and obviously that didn't happen. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the ifs and buts. I just focus on the future and look forward to that. Fascinating comment. So he didn't want to leave, all right? Because nope. whenever he left, it sounded as if Doug wanted the hell out of there because there was potentially a situation brewing where they hired this young head coach and Doug Peterson with the understanding that you do what we tell you to do. Then Doug Peterson had a lot of success, went on, started becoming his own person, and there was potential differences of opinions on how the team should be run between Doug, owner, GM. That, I guess, is potentially still true because I they said uh, they split or whatever. He says that he wanted to fix it. He was kind of shown the door. Interesting stuff. The first time Doug spoke out here at Tahoe really at length about it. I, I assume we'll continue to question what went on behind closed doors. Where did it blow up? How did this whole thing that just had a fucking statue made a couple years ago and people eating horse shit become this? I don't, we'll probably find out 10, 15, 20 years from now, but it seems like Doug really wanted to stay, and they told him to get the fuck on the road. Well, and they drafted Jalen Hurts, but I don't think they told him that Carson was the future because I think it was Darius Slay who came on here and said, hey, Jalen from day one was like, I'm going to compete. I want to compete. I want this, you know, I want to have an opportunity to play, and I think that was something that affected Carson, right? Because mentally he was, like, kind of losing confidence because of the fact that they drafted a guy and because of the fact that he was Did coming Carson in. say that? I don't remember what Carson said about the whole Jalen thing whenever he was sitting right here. I thought he said that he – like, he had no feelings towards it. Like, he, it didn't bother him is what I believe he said when he was here. And then when he said he was playing bad, he, he like, I think he took owner Carson took ownership of it. Mm -hmm. But it did feel all year, all reports, people who have any insight in for Sal Palantonio, mm -hmm. whatever they're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles is that there was quite a yeah. riff in the locker room. And you think about when Bean came on the show, we want to empower Josh Allen. We don't want to bring Cam Newton in. No, they weren't empowering Wentz when they did that. Yeah, and they trade up to make the pick, right? Didn't they? They yeah. trade up. They did they trade up? Second round? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember because second round, last pick of the second round, they draft Kyle Trask down there in uh, Tampa. Yeah. Asked Tom about it. Tom's like, yeah, whatever, man. Tom's also forty some years mm -hmm. old or whatever. Carson, I guess the Jalen thing. If you. I mean, if you look at it as a human, you could see how Carson's like, "What the hell? You guys didn't even give me a heads up, yeah. maybe, or what? I don't know how the whole thing played. Maybe they did. I don't. I don't know. But it went bad quick, and I didn't know Doug wanted to stay. Is that why he put in Sudfeld? What, what, what did he put in? But it's not like the Eagles had weapons either. Like there were so many other pieces they needed to draft, and the offensive line yeah, got, got hurt. Injuries Brutal. did happen. I wonder if it was just we need to go separate ways, or did Doug want to have more say? And they said no. Hopefully, one day we'll find out the real truth. But and with the Sudfeld stuff, it's seemed like the narrative kind of towards the end there it like became like was well, Doug Peterson really even that good of a coach like does the like, I mean how how much did he have to do with them winning the Super Bowl I would assume that whenever he's ready to come back he's going to get a job immediately isn't he Yeah I think I think well, so. And that's in this next head coaching uh Yeah the next cycle. cycle. Yeah he cuz this is like when Rivera remember Ron Rivera 
was it week four, week six, maybe? I forget what it was. New ownership came in and said, hey, Ron, uh, we're going to go a different direction for the future. We appreciate and respect you. Allegedly, this is what was said. Ron took it, and then the Panthers went their different way. They had an interim. Then they brought in Matt Rule for $70 million, you know, that whole thing. But I, is Doug Peterson going to be the guy week uh, 13, 14, 15, when a coach has already been fired, maybe in the box like Urban Meyer was or oh. Ron Rivera was doing in places? Is this a potential Doug gets to pick where he wants to go thing? Especially with enemy if they have another year, he's – Everybody assumes he's at least going to get a chance to get a head coaching job. I put Doug Peterson with a Super Bowl, and I think he's pretty well liked. He's at Tahoe right now, yeah. so he must be pretty social with with me. Yeah, he's probably going to get a job whenever he wants it, probably, huh? I assume so. I mean, I don't know because it was weird because I feel like that the narrative did kind of just change, and they they kind of made him out to be like, oh, Doug Peterson's a shitty coach. That's why he's getting fired. Yeah, and he's the one that right. benched Carson. It was exactly. his fault. Yeah. He's Carson. the one playing Sudfeld. He, and it was know. the narrative was very much a Doug Peterson kind of. And now yeah. Doug's like, no, I wanted to get it fixed or whatever. Now who knows who's rewriting? Right. I mean, if he's trying to get another job, it would make sense yeah. that he's. But we don't know him. No, right. we don't know him well enough. We're right. just saying that is a potential option here that he is potentially trying to write. Away that it went. Well, and there's that shot of the sideline where Carson was over here nah, and nah, he was nah. next to Jalen, and that whole. I mean, it obviously it was Carson much said he wasn't even looking at, not him. even looking at him, but from like the outside looking in, it was like, oh, Doug Peterson hates Carson Wentz. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a show that you know joins you in this wild ride of life. If you enjoyed it, uh, I assume that's why you're still here. Hashtag end of pod squad. We appreciate you all so much. If you hate listening and are still here, shout out and respect to you. But just act like this never happened. If you like the show, tell somebody. If not, just act like it never happened. Ty, please play some independent music and propel us into a beautiful Thursday night before a massive feel-good Friday. Cheers.